we all uh, we're all rolling, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just the most annoying guy in the world just immediately yeah. like no <laughs> a, a man completely unfit for society sorry this this uh, this thing takes about two full minutes to turn on oh okay yeah as do i <laughs> <laughs> well, well this age, to- that's pretty good going <laughs> Thanks to Blue Chew, I, uh, you know, you can <laughs> you can carry on the rest of that riff without me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm okay. a goer. Go and, uh, oh, yeah, and r- of course, of course, Ollie, you would know, uh, Girona are playing Rayo Vallecano in Spain. Obviously, you would know that. Yes, yes, I, I knew that. Um, Roma are free one up against Torino. Wow, it's the the post Mourinho bounce. It's happening already. Gran Torino. Yes. Uh. Right. Okay. I think I got all my farts out. <clears throat> oh, so I, I, I make judicious use of the mute button when I need to do that. Oh yeah, I should probably do that as well. I ju- I yeah. Lawrence doesn't even edit around them anymore. They're just they're there like Easter eggs. I I add echo and reverb, oh, a delay and distortion, everything. Yeah. Did you see that clip that somebody uh, posted uh, from the Hellraiser three DVD? And it was from it's got, got the commentary turned on, and uh, the director points out that in one of the takes that they used for the film, Doug Bradley audibly farts really loudly. <laughs> and- <laughs> And it's like, and on the commentary, he's like, I, I, I fucking didn't. I didn't. And the director's, no, 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 it's about to come up. It's coming up. Listen. And he, he totally does. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, no one I in post caught it at all. I saw an episode of, uh, Welcome to Junior Funners, by the way, um, the <laughs> podcast about Arsenal and that. Um, talking about farts this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw an episode of uh, The Joy of Painting. We're obviously, I mean, the whole point of that show is that it has to be done in one continuous take. And I'm almost certain that Bob Ross uh, ripped one, like, halfway through the episode. But, like, they can't edit, around, like, you can't just, I, I assume he can't just start the painting over again, because it would it would look different. It'd be all fucked up. So, yeah, he, he must, there must be a bunch of episodes where he just, uh, you know, lets rip. And, uh, it's has quite that, a like, unique situation. Happened. Yeah, it's it's a very unique situation that you're you're kind of uh, presenting there, which is sort of like somebody needing to restart a painting because they farted near it is uh, yeah. unprecedented. You know, it's, it's it's a feast for the senses, but but at what cost? I mean, I have Scratching farted directly sniff. next to the Mona Lisa, so you know that's my oh, the closest I'll get to, to greatness. Na- name dropping already. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I'll introduce our guest in in just a second but uh, yeah this is uh, Junior Funners um we're uh we're talking about Arsenal and that but we're also it's 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 Hollywood's biggest night well it, it almost is in like a week um so we're celebrating They're arresting all the producers yeah we're uh, yeah and yeah mm. we're finally we're finally um Doing all that, you know, like, yeah, we're finally putting, uh, you know, Tom Hanks and all that lot to death for their crimes. Um, yeah, the storm has arrived, finally. Exactly, yes, yeah. <laughs> Q is, Q's finally made good. 
Um, and no, but but seriously, folks, <laughs> we're talking about the movies. Um, and and who is we? You might wonder uh, if you've not like ever listened to this before, or I don't know, read the description. Well, it's me. It's Ollie. Uh, I'm one of the fun boys uh, that, uh, that does this podcast. And then there's also Lawrence, who's there. Oh, party on, Ollie. Party on, Joe. And party on, listeners. Okay, we've well, spoiled the guest intro there. Oh. So, <laughs> fucking. I read it out. So unprofessional. Um, and uh, yeah, we we have returning guest and uh, and certified movie guy uh, Joe uh, returning to the show. Hello, Joe. Hello. Either MYOB or BYO structure. What? N- never mind. Okay. Um, so yeah, this, uh, this is normally, uh, an Arsenal podcast, um, where we talk about Arsenal and that. So we're going to talk about Arsenal quickly so that we can get into the, uh, the movie chat. So here's, here's some Arsenal news. And uh, just so I'm clear, um, Arsenal is uh, an English professional football club based in Islington, North London. Yes, I'm pretty is, sure I did yes. this exact same bit in the very first, first episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also fairly sure that I did this same bit the last time I guested on this show about three years ago. So Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> the well you know, was, the, the, it was always dry. Yeah, we yeah, but that won't stop us going back. You know, maybe oh. maybe there's something in there this time. Maybe someone fell in. You know. <laughs> yeah, I would like to change. point out, by the way, that like geographically, I am the closest to Emirates Stadium. Than, yeah, well, we don't need to. Yeah, 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 well, you know, we just let's not get into who's nearer to what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fake fans. <laughs> yeah, but fake fans, as in like fake. Taxi, we're we're plastic as, you know. as fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, plastic and proud. Um, but yeah, so in terms of Arsenal news, uh, it's going well at the moment. We're uh, we're going to win the league. It's official. Um, yep. Basically unstoppable at this Pretty point. Um, won yep. six games on the bounce uh, since the, the turn of the new year. Uh, yeah. And uh, everyone, that, well, <laughs> the, I was going to say the conversation about us uh, needing a striker seems to have gone away, but it, it kind of came back. Uh, within a matter of days, the discourse around Arsenal went from uh, us losing in like the very last minute against Porto uh, last week on, on Wednesday, you know, uh, nil-nil until very late on, and then Porto scored like a, a worldie, and uh, all of that stuff came back. But, well, should they have brought a striker? Should they have brought a striker in in January? Are they going to miss the goals there? Um and then cut to Saturday evening where we thrash Newcastle four <laughs> one, uh, and uh, yeah. once again it just doesn't matter. Suddenly it doesn't. None of that matters. So uh, yeah, it's 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 cool how just football discourse works like that. Like literally, like just it. it, it basically, it, everything is based on whatever's happened in the most recent game. Uh, nothing else matters at all. Duh. Well, I mean, my only contribution to the Porto match is that Porto sounds like what an Australian would nickname someone whose name is Porter. Yeah, ah, oh, it's Porto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, or or uh, Port Wine. You know, oh, I'm on the Porto. Oh, which yeah, which is from Porto. So mm. it, so it all uh, explains you know, everything. Yeah, time is a flat circle. 
yeah, we're all we're we're, we're really uh, we really are kind of getting through the looking glass on here, you know, with the the, with the Tom Hanks stuff and the Porto stuff. Um, but yeah, Lawrence, have you yeah have you got any any hot takes? I, I assume because we haven't recorded for a few weeks, you must be sitting on some absolute dynamite. Um, Havertz isn't that bad. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, everyone stop shitting on him because he's actually growing into the team and he's doing quite well. Um, yeah. No, that's all my... Yeah. <laughs> well, the only takes I got. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, Havertz is, is coming good. I think he's he's there to... Yeah, I mean, he's he's sort of... His, his role is sort of maybe a little ill-defined, but... Uh, yeah, he's um he's showing up at important moments for us, uh, which is uh, which is great to see. And I think you know, if we do win something this season, I think that kind of that sort of means that the the whole thing about like oh, sixty five million quid for him, what you know, that kind of goes away. You know, I think so. Yeah, he's uh he's doing well. The 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 big gangly weirdo. Uh, um, Declan Rice should have uh, Declan Rice should have slid and. Pulled his shirt over his head and kissed the badge when he scored that worldie against West Ham. It's like <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were too nice. Yeah, people are uh, people are very weird about um, players not celebrating scoring goals against their former clubs. Like that that seems to be like a real hot button topic for like the most boring football pundits in the world. You know, it's it's like. It's like oh, you should just celebrate. You should. Oh, it's, it's disrespectful, or it's too respectful, or it, it, like nobody seems to be able to make up their mind on the correct level of respect. But uh, I get it. I, I get not wanting to, you know, sort of rub the fans' noses in it of the team that you used to play for. Especially, I mean, especially with Declan Rice. I mean, you know, he, he, it's less than a year ago he won a, a European trophy with them. He was their captain. Like. I thought it was pretty stupid when there were fans in fans in the stadium booing him. Like it's just like, what? Well, you can't have expected him to stay there. You cannot have expected him to stay there forever, man. Come on. Yeah. But uh, now, biggest club in London, mate. Biggest club in London. Yeah, they're sleeping giants, as uh, that guy I heard on Five Live a few weeks ago said. Um, Alzu anyway, Ishiguro. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about to say, Joe, you haven't said anything for a couple of minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cl- clearly that's, uh, you know, it was all feeding into the machine and that's what came out. Um, yep. Like, uh, like chat uh, GPT. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I uh, again, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm following the Wikipedia avenues about this, this rice fella. Um, mm. And, uh, <sighs> This is, this is just my kind of instinctive take, but it seems like he's an English professional footballer who plays as a defensive midfielder for Premier League club Arsenal and the England national team. Ollie, care to comment? Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I mean you you've got a, you've got I have to say you've got pretty good instincts there. Have you thought about becoming mm. like a scout or something like a like a, a talent scout or something? Because you're pretty much bang on there with that assessment. <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't know. I mean, it's uh, his name is a food. Uh, whether or not that gives him a kind of uh, a sort of proxy amount of energy on the pitch, uh, it, he did those rice pudding adverts. Yeah, he that. did make a quick buck from uh, was it Muller rice rice baby. Yeah, he was in some dun, truly dun, 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 uh, dun, 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 dun. truly awful adverts. I think over the summer, 
where he was like eating a yogurt and dancing along to Ice Ice Baby, but the lyrics were changed to Rice Rice Baby. Um, so I I hope he got I hope he secured. No, see, the I don't really one. understand that. <laughs> see, not being a football fan, that's entirely over my head. Well, his well his his name is Rice. Um, so and it, mm, you know that like, like they have the Rice. the Muller the Muller Rice yogurts. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's um. Kind of a playful, you know, fun little kind of weird owl uh, version of of a, a, an existing <laughs> song. Um, yeah, yeah. Although he does, I, he. Did, I mean, when he was still at uh, when he was still at West Ham, he was regularly partnered in midfield alongside uh, a player called uh, Pakita. So you'd have Pakita Rice uh, next to each other. Uh, you know, like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's someone's fun. that's gonna be a fantasy name. I mean, it, I, I think it was. I mean, literally, we've got. I mean, in, in the in Bona League, we've got uh, Gary's. I believe it's Gary's team. Is uh, it's three Arsenal players uh, named in a row. It's Saka White Rice, uh, which is that's nice. That's nice. fun, isn't it? Saka White Rice. That's Very good. Uh, yeah. Very good. Um, so yeah, Ben White that is sound fiscal sense. Yeah, ben like, White goated question mark. What? Ben White goated question mark. He's pretty goated, I'd say. He's yeah, he's 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 not doing a lot wrong. Um, it was. Oh, fun see, I got him. confused there because I thought you were implying that there is a player whose surname is goated. Mm. Now is, that would be a real uh, who's on first type situation, mm, there, wouldn't it? Mm. Hopefully uh, the, one the day the Zuma footballer is a new character that I'm working on. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, one of them will, will change their name to the Goat. You could, you could, uh, yeah, you could there. do a Zuma footballer goat. bit because you could, like, the big thing would be like, oh, he's he's never he's never played for his country, no cap. Uh, so when a, <laughs> for when real, a, he needs to player, get down sexual style. When a player makes an appearance for their their national side, Joe, it's called a cap. Uh, so you, yeah. right? I Arsenal, thought, you know. That's just a reference to him not being captain, which also would have worked. Yeah, and by no, works, I, I mean not worked at all. Yeah, no, it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, I, I, the, yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, Saka, 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 kind of slap. Hmm. Saka's, uh, Saka's low key, low key, low key with the riz. Hmm. He's high key riz though. Low key, low key porked up goal style. <laughs> the fuck are you talking? Jim just thinks. Stop sexualizing my son. <laughs> he's got a lot of goals. He's like, he's like, he's got a lot of goals. He's pulled up goal style. Yeah, he is getting a lot of goals this season. Um, right. Is that enough football chat? Have we have we covered the mandatory yeah. minimum amount of feel football? Like, yeah, I feel like that was a. That's your shortest football segment yet. Well, yeah, I mean, I like, you know. People like to drag on, like some people just waffle on. We just get over, don't we? Drag on, like uh, Barry Humphreys. Uh, yeah, mm. that's what he used to. He was like, uh, like Johnny Flame. He'd say, "Drag on," and his Dame Edna clothes would just appear. Hello, possum. <laughs> oh, and she's here tonight. <laughs> Back from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I the the I I kind of want to keep the football chat short because if we if we start getting into it, there is honestly so much for us to to talk about that it would it would the whole the whole thing would just bollocks on for forever and ever. It could bloody bollocks on for bloody yeah. bloody ages. 
No, I feel like a, a competent podcast would see a kind of um, uh, a large amount of potential topics to talk about as more of a kind of boon to uh, nah, we, we don't putting want your the boon. episode together, you know. <laughs> take your, take your <laughs> boon and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta, we got to get into... Uh, we got to get into the the movies um, because yeah. we've got quite a broad spectrum here. I think of uh, we've got a guy who has seen Spectrum's not to spoil right. which is which. We've got a guy who has seen basically all of the big films this year uh, that are that are up for sort of you know awards and, and things of that nature. Uh, we got a guy who's seen some of them, um, maybe like the the kind of the big hitters, the the, the key films. And then we got a third guy who has seen none of them, so we're getting a real. We're, we're, you're getting the real, you know, from every angle here. Like every every possible kind of uh, you know view is is being tailored to here. So you know whether you've whether you've seen them all, or whether you've seen none of them because you're too busy watching you know like wrestling or a Bigfoot <laughs> podcast. Yep. Um, More important being, things. You're gonna be you're gonna be looked after here at uh, at Junior Funners. First annual Oscars. Uh, that's bold, isn't it, for me to say? We're gonna do. We're gonna keep doing this every year. Inaugural. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So let's. Um, yeah, Lawrence, if you could just whip up like a sort of a fanfare or something to drop in there in post. You want me to do a jingle for the Oscars or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah if uh, if you if you get a minute. Mm. I guess Lawrence, you're think kind I of like uh, Michael Owen uh, in this situation. Uh, it's not I have see. It's it's I, I just it's more that I just don't enjoy going to the cinema generally. The last film I went to see was The Last Jedi. Uh, Jesus so, Christ! You know. <laughs> <laughs> and that was you know that's a long time ago. That's seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's it. I found the I found the list of films Michael Owen has been quote forced to watch. Uh, oh yeah, most the, of them are like sport films, yeah. aren't they? It's a uh, Rocky, Heat, Ghost, Jurassic Park, Cool Runnings, Sea Biscuit. That's a wild card. Um, Karate Kid, Forrest yeah. Gump, uh, and then he, he followed it's it because he likes by, horse racing. Yeah, a lot of footballers uh, when they get really rich, they get into like horse racing, and a lot of them own racehorses. So. Seabiscuit sort of does follow that trend, okay. I guess. He was looking for f- fiscal advice. Yeah, yeah, kind of what makes a, a good horse, f- I guess. Some fisting advice. <laughs> what do you think makes a good horse? Um, Massive penis. What is a horse? You know, it's uh, you know, no, they're not ungulates. All... They're um, equine. Yeah, they're sort of mm. hooved, mammalian animals. Yeah, I mean. Hooved. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if if I had to guess, uh, a horse is. Uh, oh, and here we go, stalling while the Wikipedia page loads. Um, uh, <laughs> originally, originally, uh, the horse Equus cal- come from Cabalus, uh, is a domesticated one-toed hoofed mammal. Uh, belongs to the taxonomic family Equidae and is uh, one of two extant subspecies of Equus furus. 
the horses of old. No, that past. doesn't sound right. I don't think that's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> source. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's evolved over the last forty-five to fifty-five million years uh, from a small-toed creature close to Ephippius. I don't know. Some Latin bullshit. Um, I suppose my follow-up question is: Who do you think the most famous horse is? Uh, sea biscuit aside, mm, Shergar. It can be fictional or or uh, Red Rum, Mister Ed. Yeah, Red Rum's up there. Yeah, Secretariat um, as well. Yeah, Secretariat. The whole or... universe of horses out there. Uh, the 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 horse cinematic universe is just sort of waiting to be uh, mm. you know mined. I think. Um, yeah, I'm putting a team of uh, dead horses together. I'm putting a team of elite dead horses together to make the world's strongest glue. Uh, <laughs> Slash dog food. Yeah. Or Slash uh, lasagna. Yeah, I was going to say, Iceland, Iceland lasagna from, from a, a joke from a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I had to explain recently the horse meat scandal to my uh, Canadian colleague who wasn't in the country at the time. And... Uh, I, I I think, you know, when you sort of feel the rest of the office kind of like losing respect for you, because I kind of also took it upon myself to announce to the entire room that the thought that I was eating a vastly different animal to what I'd paid for didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought that was a bit weird, like how sort of horrified people were. And it's like, do you understand how much, uh, like non-meat product is in a lot of these meat products like like a lot of it has like a lot of it is like less than half meat anyway uh but that other that other like 40 percent of whatever crap is in there doesn't seem to bother you so uh, yeah mm. yeah I, th- I thought that was weird but yeah i, I don't know I, people I, have... I also kind of contend that a lot of the shock around it comes from the fact that like horses have uh much more of a kind of um relationship to sort of like monetary value they're very much kind of like a thing that is valued very much by the rich <laughs> as well yes. i think like a lot of the out- the outcry kind of came from this sort of uh position of this sort of position as being a luxury good maybe yeah what they had um but the taste was also good and for me a luxury mm. you know so who's I mean, to if say? You're in france they'd if they'd be just like so yeah yeah, those I sick fucks do anything over there. <laughs> <laughs> you cut off at the beginning of that, and I only heard those sick fucks do anything over there, and I'm, I'm left oh, I was, wondering yeah. <laughs> where you're referring to. I was talking about the, the French. Lawrence, Lawrence was like, oh, in France, they wouldn't care. And, uh, you know, I was sort of jumping in in a, like a, you know, kind of a... You know that Clarkson-esque exa- fashion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Still those uh, bloody uh, yeah, yeah. That those type of friends. that type of guy, a very specific type yeah. of guy. Um, okay. Un petit cheval. So, the mm. uh, Oscars. Oui, bon. uh, it's going to be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel again this year. Um, oh, Jimmy Kimball. Jim Jiminy Kimball. John Kimball, the protagonist of Kindergarten Cop. Of Kindergarten Cop. And, uh, well, no, also uh, Richard Kimball from The Fugitive. I assume they're related somehow. That probably, they take place in the same universe, I'm assuming. (laughs) 
Uh, I think all movies are in the same universe. I think uh, someone worked out that technically they are, aren't they? Like, based on the ending of St. Elsewhere, um, because that all, you know, that's all in the, I mean, spoiler for, you know, a 35-year-old TV show. But, like, the, the ending of that was, like, it was all in the imagination of a little yeah. autistic boy looking into a snow globe. Um, but there's episodes yeah, in St. Elsewhere where they... There's episodes in St. Elsewhere where they go to uh, they go to Cheers, they go to the the, the bar in Cheers. Mm. So that means that all of the everything in the everything in the events of Cheers uh, is also being imagined by this little kid. Um, and then every show or movie that's ever referenced Cheers by proxy must also. Be, so you think like you know everything that happened in Frasier, which spun off from Cheers, uh, is in you know that must be in this kid's brain. Uh, there's an episode of The Simpsons, famously, where Homer goes into Cheers. You think of everything that The Simpsons ever referenced. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because that that means that that boy has come up with Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Oh, so, God. So we're, we're, we're correct to shun him, basically, is what I'm saying. It's oh, and Michael yeah. Jackson. So this kid really is a monster. Yeah, yeah, he invented uh, Michael Jackson and all the stuff he did. So, yeah, mm. think and about Pepsi, that. I- by, by extension, hmm, and Pepsi. Yeah. Hmm. Although, well, I know because this is that. Then it sort of crosses over into things that exist in our world because Pepsi is a thing that really exists, as opposed to, yeah, I don't know. We're we're getting it. Oh man, are we are we real? Is this happening? I mean, can a drink be fiction? Because somebody did have to think it up. Hmm. And I had you to know. drink it up. Yeah, because you're a Pepsi man. It's true. They, yeah. I, I was actually the bassist of the character of Pepsi Man. They made a few yeah. embellishments, but you know, I was happy with it. I got right at first refusal on the script. But you, unfortunately, they, never they made wanted it. me to do a pass. They, you never, you never made a, you never saw a penny though. Unfortunately, no, no, no. Bad, I just bad contracts and punching yeah. up like uh, Tarantino with Crimson Tide. Yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's, yeah. It's all, you know, it's it's one for them and one for you until it isn't, right? You know? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I used my Pepsi money to fund my real passion project, which is manufacturing Coca-Cola. <laughs> I was going to have a Pepsi for this episode, and I decided not to. Oh, I, I I've just finished drinking a delicious Sprite. <sighs> um, mm. They're all owned by the same company, mm. aren't they, I think? I sure hope so, because I love the free market, don't you, Ollie? You what? Because I love the free market, so I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're waiting for the invisible hand of the market to jack you off. Mm. Yeah. I'm waiting right now, I'm waiting, come on. Yep, just sort of sat there, legs apart with our hard dicks <clears throat> in the air, just sort yep. of waving back and forth. Man like, spreading hey, right now. Come on. Come on now. As, as on. if the owners of said dicks just didn't care. Mm. Just send send some of that free market cash uh, my way, baby. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, no, me neither. I feel deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. I'm just dandy. But I don't know. <laughs> Has, uh, here's a question. Um, <laughs> ooh, I say. Here's a thought. Um, Here's fun. How, uh, how has there ever been a a kind of uh, 
cinematic depiction of the Arsenal team uh, in, in a way <clears throat> where real players have, have kind of guessed it as themselves? Um, I'm not sure because... Well, have like a good Arsenal Wikipedia should probably tell you. But, um, well, I'm just wondering if, because uh, there was... Arsenal in media or something. Yeah, Fever Pitch, I think, if that was ever a... a I know that Fever Pitch was adapted. Because there was those... Those shitty football movies, what they goal, know, the, the impossible uh, dream, goal, yeah. But that was, yeah. So that was, uh, it's so weird how that worked as well, because the like the first goal. For, I don't know if you remember these, Joe. In like the sort of mid two thousands, there was uh, a series of films called Goal about a, a player and like the trajectory of his career. Uh, no, no, I don't remember this at all. It, so I think the first one came out in about two thousand and five, and it's about him uh, getting signed to to Newcastle. And uh, the exact thing that you mentioned happens in that film. Basically, a lot of the Newcastle players play themselves, like the real-life Newcastle players at the time played themselves, and then this actor plays the guy that got signed for them. Um, and apparently, I was reading an article a while ago, and apparently that, that the whole thing is basically just like a 90-minute advert for Newcastle uh, as, as a football club. And um, apparently, it, it's worked on like a bunch of signings they've made in the like in the twenty odd years since then. Like so many footballers like grew up watching that film, and that's like the only way that they because at that point Newcastle was still quite a big club. They were still sort of competing in like European competitions and stuff. Um, but since then, they've got they you know until very recently when they got taken over by uh, Saudi money. Um, they, you know, they'd fallen away. They'd been relegated and stuff. But like, yeah, like there's so many like footballers that only knew about Newcastle, like especially foreign footballers from like South America and stuff. They only knew about that because of that film. They only knew about the team. So like, when their agents were like, "Oh, Newcastle are interested in you," they were like, "Oh, from the film? Yes, of course. I must go there." Um, so it's quite. There's it, <clears throat> actually quite um a lot of uh, Arsenal references in movies, apparently. Um, because of the often stereotyped defensive boring side, especially during the seventies and eighties, and in the film, in the in the film The Full Monty, uh, the characters would move forward in line and raise their hands, deliberately mimicking the Arsenal defense's offside trap. Oh, that's in an attempt to coordinate the strip tease routine. Uh, <laughs> and this was actually apparently um, identical scene was included in the twenty twelve film John Carter along with other visual cues and oblique uh, dialogue hints, references to the club throughout the film. And another reference to the club uh, comes from the Plunkett and McLean, in which two characters are named Dixon and Winterburn. Oh, okay. After, uh, <laughs> that's in, that's, uh, Wait, so jo John Carter, as in the, like, the, the science fiction? Uh, yeah. Like the Edgar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd uh, better see this film <laughs> to see what they're on about. I'm pretty sure that film is like set before Arsenal were even founded as a football club. I don't. Uh, anyway, um, I'm just looking up. Yeah, I'm looking up Fever Pitch because I know Nick Hornby wrote a book uh, about being an Arsenal fan, and it was it was adapted into they they it was it was remade in American um, with uh, Jimmy Fallon. It was remade as instead of being about Arsenal, it was about uh, I think the Red Sox. Uh, and Jimmy Fallon was in it. Now great. Yeah, um, yeah, and Jimmy Fallon was in it, like you know, laughing at everything. Um, just, just a real happy guy, isn't he? Glug, glug, yeah. glug, glug, oh glug. my god! 
I'm looking at the cast list for this film. Stephen King as himself. In <laughs> oh, of course, because Stephen King is a huge Red Sox guy. He wrote oh, um, he wrote that book, um, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, which is about this girl being lost in the the wilderness and kind of like all she's got for company is this radio, and she's obsessed with um, uh, Tom Gordon, who was a player for the Red Sox that season. Oh, okay, wow. Um. But it was, yeah, Fever Pitch was adapted uh, in 1997 with Colin Firth uh, and Ruth Gemmell. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's set in the 1988-89 season. Um, I don't see any any players but it, uh, in in the cast here, but we got, we got a pretty strong uh, cast of, of actors and such. Uh, we got Mark Strong, got Stephen Ray, uh, Ken Stott. So yeah. Anyway, oh, it wasn't even. Yeah, they didn't even film it at. Uh... Oh no, yeah. Parts of the film were shot on location in the surroundings of Highbury. Um, as the terracing at Highbury had since been replaced, the scenes of fans in the terrace were instead filmed at Fulham's Craven Cottage. Ugh. A Craven Cottage, indeed. A, the most cowardly cottage you've ever seen. There was a movie back in the. Uh, 1939 called the Arsenal Stadium Mystery. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah. So, like a uh, Agatha Christie type uh, thing. I hope so. Um, it was based on a book, apparently, uh, by uh, Leonard Gribble. So, <laughs> not good name. Not a, not a household name, but uh, it is a murder mystery. Yeah, I mean that would be fun to do, like a murder mystery yeah. set at like a, a football stadium. Yeah, so many ITV places to hide. Should get on this Poirot. If I can do an episode of Poirot, goes to the Arsenal. Yeah, could gather everybody together for a press conference at the end. Yeah, maybe there could be As some sort of decades long. He was not wearing the same boots before and after his second half. Yeah. Yeah, his mistake was swapping shirts at half time with the opponent. So, the ball was filled with an explosive berm. <laughs> a what? A, a berm. A berm. <laughs> uh, Pink for reference, listeners. Anyway. <clears throat> okay, so back to films from this year. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's. A, I don't think we can tie anything back to Arsenal from. I'm just looking at the best picture nominees, but I don't think we can. Let's uh, find celebrities who are Arsenal fans. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. I don't think she's no. in any of these films. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so just running through the the best picture nominees, um, we got American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and. Z- Zone of interest, which in my head I can't stop hearing as the like the Futurama voiceover. Zone of interest. Oh no! Oh, no. Which is not. Yeah, I know. Completely not in yeah. keeping with uh, the subject the, matter. The zone of interest. What is this? A film about a fucking Sydney Sweeney's chest? Um, nice. Because she she has a, a generously proportioned bust. And you've uh, you've uh, you've been doing punch up, yeah. Okay. You've been doing punch up on the new yeah. Deadpool film, haven't you? So uh, <laughs> I have. That's, yes, that's just a taste. Um, it's because you've got to keep up with the times. Like you know, a few like the, when the first Deadpool film came out, you'd have said that about like you know 
it would have been like Kate Upton or something. But now, now you you got to be, you know, you got to be able to to adapt. You know, people think it's easy writing those quips, but uh, yeah, and it is, and it and it really is. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. Anyone, if you you basically. You just go on Reddit and uh, pick anything, anything that makes your eyes roll hard enough. Uh, you're like, yeah, no, this would be great in a in a film. Um, but yeah, of those, you uh, have you have you seen all of those, Joe? Uh, I have not seen Past Lives uh, or Anatomy of a Fall. Um, oh, okay. But uh, <clears throat> I have seen all the other ones. Yes. Okay. So I've actually got that over you then. I have, I've, I have seen Anatomy of a Fool. Mm. That's one of the few that I have seen. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's one of two films that have been nominated for Best Picture that have Sandra Hula in. Um, yes. Big year for her. Really, it's, it's Hula Mania in, uh, in full swing, um, which I think is Lula an album heads, Yeah. Where yeah. my Hula head's at. Hula Corner, yeah. It's, that could be the segment of this show, Keeping Up With the Career of Sandra Hula. Oh uh, no, uh, Hula Hoop, uh, where we talk about Sandra Hula and basketball because Lawrence knows and about basketball. basketball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wait, how tall is she? Hang on, let, let me. Because she hoop. <laughs> height. Let me have a look here. Uh, is that like a height equivalent? Could of one? she? Could she have played against the bad boy Pistons of the ni- late eighties? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. She she spends a lot of anatomy of a fool sat down, so it, it's kind of hard to tell because she's in court. Uh, she, she's five point six, so that's nah. it's just not not gonna not gonna make the team, unfortunately. No, unless she's like Steph Curry and can just like you know shoot, just free throw for three. Yeah, pointers. She's, she's got got that elevation. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Well, I, mean, I, I have to say, I, I did watch the the zone of interest last week, and there weren't many scenes with her hooping. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, I you, I assume that they're on the cutting room floor somewhere. Um, if, you know, Glazer's not gonna he's not gonna waste the talent of someone like a like a Hula. I mean, you know, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, that he's gonna say for like like the kind of uh, the unrated DVD version, like uh, in the vein of American Pie and uh, Sex Drive. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. God, that that, oh, that that era, man. It's got all the yeah. It's got all the pranks that they didn't do in the main zone of interest film. Yeah, all th- <laughs> yeah, and then all, and some sort of bonus behind the scenes stuff as well. You know, some some extra fun uh, bits and pieces. You know, pranks on set and things like that. Um, okay, but so so of those uh, best picture uh, nominees. I mean, what what would you say is likely to win, and who do you think should win? Um, it's really difficult to say. I, I mean, I think that probably, um, I think probably the Zone of Interest or Killers of the Flower Moon could win. Uh, I don't really think Killers of the Flower Moon is going to. I don't think it's its so mm. Marty's year to no. get his flowers, as people say. Um, his flowers moon. He did. He did. He did get his flower moon comma killers of the into theaters. Yes, so that, I mean that's in some ways that's the real prize, isn't it? I mean, realistically, I think Oppenheimer is probably going to win. I don't think it should, yeah. but um, you know, it's, it's, it, it, I, I do think it's good. I just it's it's just a, it's quite a good co- uh, crop this year. I think, yeah, you know? um, it's a great crop. 
Look at that crop. It is. It's. I mean, Oppenheimer, of course, Gillian Murphy is playing uh, a real man from history, uh, the Hat Man, from yeah, uh, taking too much Benadryl. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I should have said it's a Croppenheimer, by the way, a second ago. Uh, so just imagine <laughs> that like I said coming. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I mean, he is he is excellent as the Hat Man. Um, I did think there was there was sort of a kind of a Batman type moment where he. <laughs> he oh, but he, up, there's like a close up on the hat. And on the hat, and the what's the other thing? It's like the the pipe or something. Like the the other, mm. it's either the pipe or the cigarette. And it, yeah, you see those two things together, and he puts them on, and it's like okay, yeah, this is this is him putting on the Batman yeah. suit now. <laughs> yeah, but he like he becomes he becomes the silhouette. Uh, yeah, all, exactly. Uh, no one loved. Um, <laughs> um, he, be, he becomes the character that had already forced his way uh, into our hearts. He'd he'd exploded into our hearts. Uh, mm. And let me tell you, that movie did not bomb. It did not. It made it made buco uh, buco Dolores at the. Uh, it, it did boffo bo uh, boffo <laughs> box office, as they say. Um, it's, uh, I, I think I've, I've, I've told you this before off pod, but um, when I saw Oppenheimer in the cinema, there was a, a really weird long uh, advert for Australia, um, which has obviously worked. Oh, um, yeah. But there was like this kind of, you know, like weird sort of like 10 minute plus advert um, that was kind of like a short film as part of the adverts to, to advertise Australia. And it, it was starring. Uh, Bad Gal, do you know Bad Gal? She's like a Spanish kind of pop star. No. Uh, yeah, she's very good. Um, but it, it was kind of like, a, you know, the plot of this advert is like she's on tour in Japan and she like comes off stage and um, uh, like her assistant is like, oh, you know, I'm going out, out to this club later. Do you want to come along? She's like, no, it's, like, it's been a long evening. I'm just going to stay in. And then like the advert is like her looking on social media and all of her friends back in Spain have gone on holiday. Uh, and that, that, you know, she's kind of like wistfully looking at their Instagram stories and they're all like having loads of fun without her um, brandishing kind of like bottles of Australia with the label conveniently turned towards the camera. So she decides course, to, yes. to like blow off the remaining dates that she has on the tour uh, to turn up unannounced and surprise her friends because, you know, friendship and drinking Australia is more important than kind of like maintaining your contractual obligations. I was going to say, yeah, um, what presumably is a, a contract worth hun- hundreds of thousands of euros, uh, you know, also responsible yeah, for keeping and, and, uh, a bunch of people employed, you know, the road crew and everything. Yeah, their, their job. Yeah, and it's probably, you know, in gone. in the kind of, you know, the, the sort of music landscape of the, of the, the 2020s, it's obviously also the only way that a musician can kind of recoup Yes, literally, uh, any, economically, any it's the money, only way yeah. to make any money uh, in, in music, yes, is is through uh, performing live and touring. Um, but, you know, but, Australia, uh, so, but, but the counterpoint is that, yeah, Australia is is very nice, so. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, brewed in Barcelona. But she turns up and surprises her friends at the end of the, the, the kind of the advert, and it's all long. And while this was happening, like, some people came in and sat directly behind me. And after about five minutes of this, one of them leant over to the other one and in like a very kind of serious tone of voice went, is this the film? Has it started? <laughs> and like the idea, the idea that kind of like it's plausible that Oppenheimer has this like very long intro <laughs> about Spanish pop style bad girl drinking Australia with her friends. Yeah. Just and like also, it, yeah. you know, in, in small writing at the bottom of the screen at all times, it says drink responsibly. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, just sort of thinking that there's this very long prologue that sort of, you know, and the reason that she's able to do all this today, that she has these freedoms, is because of one man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to do this this kind of like globe hopping uh, were it not for the A bomb uh, bringing an end mm. to the Pacific Theatre of War. Exactly. Um. Um, but she is actually at the beginning of the advert. She is on tour in Japan, so you know. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so, make make of that what you will. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, it just got more movie chat. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I gotta go to the toilet. Um, all right, back in a minute. <laughs> I think did, didn't have that. I never saw know, it on offer. I don't know who this birdie character is. I got in. A, I think I got in. A, got in some trouble because I went to McDonald's back now, and there's a boycott. Is there supposed to be a boycott at McDonald's? So uh, there is. Yeah, go there. Is there? Yeah, because um, McDonald's in Israel was like giving free burgers yeah. to Israeli soldiers. Oh so fuck! Got to got to uh, got to boycott McDonald's and Starbucks. We were okay. just looking at the extended universe of uh, McDonald's. We were looking at the characters. characters. <laughs> oh, of course, yes, yeah, Mayor McCheese and so on. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, we're back. By the way, um, I actually took the opportunity while I was on the toilet to do a quick bit of research because something in the back of my mind uh, flipped uh, on the on the Arsenal players featuring in movies tip. Um, I vaguely remembered from a, a long time ago somebody saying that Olivier Giroud, he's no longer a current Arsenal player, um, but uh, he oh, yeah. he voices... He, was, uh, he did the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> he does the voice of the Green Goblin in the French dub of the uh, Spider-Verse movies. Um, so... <laughs> oh, the Green Goblin. Le, le Green Goblin, yes. Uh, le, ver, le Ver Goblin. Le Ver Goblin, le ver, yeah. Le Ver Goblin. Um... Yeah, so he's uh, yeah he's he's in movies, I guess, and uh, Thierry Henry. It, it's not a movie, but I guess he's in a few episodes of Ted Lasso as himself. Oh, god, that makes me want to watch it. Yeah, I just think you know we could do with more positivity in our media. You know, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. you know, media Ted, should Ted reflect, Lasso it should shows us the, the way. world. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, you know, people like Ted Lasso are our modern Greek myth. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, like the Greek myths were, you know, all of those sort of gods and goddesses were always just sort of talking in like kind of cornball, hallmark, uh, you know, expressions to each other the whole yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, they were kind of like project manager types. Yeah. yeah. There's... I. I don't know. There's there's good and bad in Ted Lasso. I find. I think I I I think it probably would have been better if somebody other than uh, Bill Lawrence made it. The the guy who made Scrubs, because um, mm. oh this is <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, I didn't know the that. Screen, but that makes so much sense. Yeah, Joe's screen froze just as he was doing a gigantic yawn. Uh, so through everything I was just saying, <laughs> all I could see was just Joe's yawning face. And then Lawrence went all pixely as well. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was yeah developed with uh, with Bill Lawrence, uh, who made Scrubs. And it, it, there are a lot of those... He he likes his schmaltz, uh, does Bill Lawrence, you know? Like, he's he's got like a... He's, 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 there's, 
you know, he's able to be very funny, but the, his his obsession with kind of underpinning everything with this sort of mawkish layer of, you know, aren't we all, we're all kind of, you know, we're all just sort of going through, you know, our stuff and you never know. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, isn't it all a bit, mm, you know? So, it will be fine. So, yeah. If we look up. Yeah. And his, yeah, his sort of musical choices as well uh, usually uh, suck ass. Like, there's a, again, a lot of very kind of mawkish, schmaltzy uh, sort of, I don't know, like coffee shop very sort uh, of, pop. You very know. sort of a dashboard confessional. Um, yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, band. acoustic, kind of, yeah, acoustic breathy covers Ooh. of popular songs in, in that style. I mean, like, I think in the final season, there was like a song that like the... <laughs> Either the last episode or the penultimate episode had like an exclusive song from Sam Ryder. It's like Sat- the, the Eurovision <laughs> oh, guy boy, doing yeah. like a, <laughs> a big, uh, a big uh, like ballad with I think uh, oh, yeah. Brian May How plays like guitar on it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, nothing, uh, you know, like, not to knock Sam Ryder, he he seems like a genuinely nice guy, but like. Yeah, it was just. It went, Do you know what's funny? Somewhere, yeah. an anecdote. Someone was but like, "Why can't you be like that, Sam Ryder fella?" Right. So, so I was, I was, I was criticised. Got, got uh, scolded, say, "Why can't you be more like that, Sam Ryder fella?" And his Christmas song came on the radio, and they said, "Turn that off." <laughs> 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 being criticised uh, for not being Sam Ryder. Yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting. Um, that was that was that was hilarious. So I was like, "You don't even know who that was, do you?" <laughs> How about good? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, yeah, what we were talking about best picture nominees, uh, Lawrence. Based on based on nothing but vibes, um, I try. Can you can you rank the the nominees for us? We got uh, so uh, I think there's ten oh. here in total. We got American Fiction, Anatomy no. of a Fall. Barbie yeah. holdovers. So, so American fiction is a. I've looked at. I'm on Wikipedia, so that's a, American fiction is a comedy. Comedies tend to not really do. Uh, yes. And be a full murder. That's a murder kind of drama. Barbie, of course, Barbie. Holdovers. That's a, another sort of. That, that's a comedy, isn't it? Sort of comedy drama. Uh, a dramedy. <clears throat> uh, Kills the Flower Moon. That's uh, that's one of those Western kind of movies. Scorsese, so it's not- a lot of clout there. A lot of, a lot of Scorsese got a big clout. Maestro, now that's a movie I do feel like. Unfortunately, that's sort of a movie that would win. It is. It Probably. does feel very Oscar, Oscar-y, doesn't it? It's very Oscar based. Yeah, uh, the biggest performative challenge oh. of Bradley Cooper's career, which is they're trying to convince the audience he's somebody that's responsible for good art. Yeah. Mm. Nice, nice, I'll- nice Cooper slam. Upper <laughs> number, I yeah. I thought he was. I actually thought Bradley Cooper was pretty good in uh, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Guardians. Oh yeah, and of course, <laughs> Guardians of the raccoon. Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 the um, name a better cinematic raccoon. I dare you. Hmm. Um, but I also feel like Past Wait. Lives that could be like one of those where they play it extremely safe and just go with like because um, yeah, maybe. Oh, list of fictional uh, raccoons. Here we go. <laughs> oh, there's, uh, yeah. God, I haven't heard of any of this. Poor stuff. things, I'd, eh, nah. 
I don't know. I think that that's too kind of out. There. That looks too kind of out there for me. Past lives. I it, yeah, I gonna... think. Yeah, poor things really is kind of uh, honestly too good to win all the awards that it should win. I think it's too kind of original uh, and too no. weird. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to clean some of the more technical awards. I think that's definitely going to you know get costuming and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, the BAFTAs, it, yeah, I think it, it won pretty much all of those categories for, yeah, production design yeah. and costuming, makeup and all of that. Because, um, I mean, it is it is crazy, the the scale of that thing. You know, the, everything's everything's on real sets, all of the, you know, all of the effects. Yeah, are all the, kind the, of the production, is, you can't fault the, the production design at all. It's, um, you know, and, and Emma Stone probably does stand quite a good chance of winning the, the Best Actress Oscar. I mean, it should go to Lily Gladstone uh, if there's if there's any justice. Uh, yeah, good, I think because but... I, I, yeah, I've, where I've not seen Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, it does. It seems to be it's, uh, Killers of, of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. A flower moon. <laughs> Sitting in Belfast. <laughs> um, but it's it, yeah, it does seem to be more. They they seem to sort of flip a coin more or less at every award show uh, when it comes to Best Actress. It's either, it, some of them are giving it to Emma Stone, some of them are giving it to uh, to Lily Gladstone. Um, I, I mean, Emma Stone would be my pick. I mean, it is, it is quite an extraordinary, uh, performance that she gives in, in poor things. Um, but yeah, like I said, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Lily Gladstone in, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, so I wouldn't really be able to comment on that. Although Sandra Huller does a fantastic job in, uh, Anatomy of a Fall as well. Um, but I think it's sort of, as we were saying earlier, she's nominated in two categories for two different films. It's sort of, it's it's like with uh, Amy Adams a few years ago, Mm. you know, it's sort of, it, it it's probably going to be like a split the vote type thing, and she's not going to win either. But uh, it sort of shows just what yeah, a, I would what imagine that's the case. Had. Um, I definitely think that yeah, uh, Devine Joy Randolph um, has a good chance of getting uh, supporting actor, actress for the uh, the holdovers. Yeah, she seems to have cleaned up at every basically every award show this whole season. Um, it's been pretty. I mean, she's, unanimous. she is good in it in a, in a very kind of understated way like refreshingly understated you know mm. she was there's uh, just kind of like this isn't really a spoiler but there's just kind of like one scene where sort of like she's a bit tipsy at a party and kind of uh listening to a record which kind of like clearly has a bit of meaning for her that you as, as the audience kind of never really let in on mm. what the significance is and there's just sort of like a very long close-up of her face where she's sort of um uh just goes through a range of reactions to this music, but none of it's ever kind of like too pronounced. It was, uh, yeah. it's, it's the best piece of acting in the whole film. And that's, you know, that's and she's up something. against GMI. You know? um, yeah. Also, The Holdovers is the only film running for best picture this year directed by. Yeah, The Holdovers is the only film running for best picture this year directed by a man with a credible accusation of statutory rape against him. Uh, allegedly, really? allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Parody, parody, parody. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, this oh, was like this was a few years ago as well. He's a. <laughs> uh, oh man, ooh. that's a bummer. I mean, okay. I knew everyone. Although, everyone knows about yeah. uh, David O. Russell. I mean, he's you know he's a huge uh, piece of huge shit. piece of shit. They, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, even though even though I quite liked Silver Linings Playbook, I mean, it's still. I mean, yeah, he is. Man, I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, he made Three Kings. Is good. You know, yeah. he, he famously. Had several fights with George Clooney on the set. 
Yeah, I think didn't, Clooney said it was the worst experience he's had on a movie set, I think. Um, he said he's... Yeah, uh, Batman? He's, yeah, literally, yes. He's sort of, I think, yeah, he's even said, I mean... I mean, the famous story about uh, George Clooney and Batman is that if you if you see him in public and you say that you didn't like the the Batman film he was in, he will do the Tom Hanks thing of just taking his wallet out and giving you your money back. <laughs> like you, apparently, he he does that. So, uh, but but yeah, he 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 yeah. was on record as sort of ba- yeah, basically saying like yeah, working with David O. Russell on Three Kings was just a complete fucking nightmare. And that he's he's proud of the film, but like, yeah, he's just like, I, yeah, I, I, I can't, I could never work with that guy again. Yeah, there was, I think I think a lot of it was that sort of like one particularly bad kind of fight, which came to blows, kind of uh, kind of erupted because they were shooting quite a big scene, and David Russell was like very poorly treating an extra. Yeah, um, George Clooney kind of yeah, and it escalated into a fist fight. Yeah, he likes to. Um, you know. Yeah, apparently he likes to scream at his crew members and sort of, you know, just belittle everyone. Everyone that's not like a, you know, a, a, anyone that's not famous enough for him to get away with it. Basically, um, he'll just kind of bully and scream at them. And yeah, did you see that? I mean, yeah, uh, no, it's just, that Amsterdam you, film. No, no, no. Oh no. my god! I saw some clips. You you must never watch this. It, um, yeah, so it's yeah. Dis- destroy it immediately. <laughs> no one I mean, will I, see I saw, this. I saw that clip of um, uh, Taylor Swift being run over, but I feel like the way that people were sharing that very much had the kind of like you know what um, Justin Bieber gets shot on it, you know. But it, it, it yeah, I think like, the. the th- Real juvenile <laughs> shit, you know. Yeah, but the thing about that scene is that it tonally, it really does just come out of nowhere. Like it is, it's insane. Like it's like, like the 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 clip that was because it's a very short clip, obviously. But it is like it is just like the scene starts like that. Like they meet up with this woman, and then she just suddenly gets hit by a car, and then it's just like, oh, I guess they're on the right. Like it, it yeah, it just, out of nowhere, just this <laughs> insane thing happens. And the fact that it happens to be Taylor Swift, you know, the, the most famous person in the world, um, just makes it more bizarre. But yeah, like it, basically every scene in that film is just actors stood, like, everyone just stands in a line or stands in a circle and then just sort of explains the plot to each other. Yeah, like there's no I, I kind mean, of... Every clip that I've seen from it looks like they just, they didn't block it at all. Yeah, it, it's very strange. Yeah, every, everybody is just sort of stood in a room together or in a row and it feel it, it sort of it feels very stagey, like you're watching a play, but it it's it's a movie, like you know it, it's it's not an adaptation of a, a play or anything. It's just yeah, it, it's bizarre, and and the fact that it's like all of the people populating these scenes are like incredibly famous actors as well makes it even more bizarre because they're having to just sort of contend with this shitty stilted dialogue, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just weird sort of seeing like. Mike Myers and uh, Michael Shannon and, you know, just a huge waste of all this talent, just sort of standing around so that David O. Russell can jack himself off, basically. Mm. But, Lawrence, you were saying you really liked it. Oh, yes. Very <laughs> um, like when that helped Taylor Swift got in, I was like, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Because you're a, uh, you're a, ah, oh, fuck. Which team did the Chiefs beat in the Super Bowl? 
you're the you're the fan of that team anyway. Um, yeah, the sixty niners and the queefs. That's it. Yeah, nice. The San Francisco queefs. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it'd be the Kansas City queefs and the San Francisco sixty niners. Uh, at at the at the super hole. At the super hole. Um. Okay. Not my joke, but I stole it. <laughs> well, here's here's your chance to here's your chance for some uh, original comedy, Lawrence. What do you what do you make of Best Actor? Um, best Actor. I don't believe actor. George Best ever did. Oh, he might. He probably did a couple of adverts. He liked to drink. You know, best comma actor. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'll I'll. Lawrence, can you just yeah see if you can guess the nominees? I think that'll be fun. Um, well, obviously, um, Cillian Murphy's got yes. gotta be Mister Peaky Blinder himself. Yeah, he's um, well. Yeah, it's, it's Killian, but uh, yes, Killian Murphy. Cillian Killian. I sorry, I'm I'm not Irish. Sorry, I apologize. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, like I, I'm not Irish, so I can't read. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mm. Now, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, a Liverpool's. How do you pronounce his name? It's a very Irish name. Kel, Keller. It's so, oh, his Keller, but it's yeah. It's, uh, so it's it's pronounced Coveen, but when you see it written down, it looks like Karmahin. It's one of those great Caribbean Keller. Yeah, Coveen. Yeah, Coveen. So it's sort of it's it's almost almost like Kevin Coveen. Uh, but yeah, when you see it written down, it, yeah, it's 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 spelt like C A M O H I A N, I think. Uh, yeah, again, one of those great Irish names that just has a bunch of uh, a bunch of letters and nouns that uh, uh, nouns uh, a bunch of uh, letters and vowels that have no right being in there. But uh, yeah, uh, so. Okay, so yeah, Mr. So Killian Murphy is uh, is, is Mr. Hatman. Um, I'll give you that. The, in, the um, uh, Brad Cooper, because because he's in the doing Leonard Leonard Bernstein. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's an Mr. okay. DiCaprio in there, I assume is. Uh, I mean, uh, weirdly enough, get no. that award because he really, really wants to win it, which is exactly why he shouldn't have it. Mm. Yes. Uh, agreed. I'm, I'm quite, that's quite weird. I'd have thought DiCaprio would have uh, maybe just wasn't that great. I think film. yeah. Now that DiCaprio has won, mm. uh, now that he's finally won it, he, I yeah, he probably he's probably not going to get nominated again for a while. I don't think. Especially with all the controversy around his, uh, his, his age gap, his, his girlfriends. Yeah. Anyway, it's just sort of you know dating uh, adult women. Uh, no, yeah, I was going to no, say, sort no, of like, not, not no, to excuse are. any of that, but at the same time, it's kind of like quite blown out proportion, I think, for somebody who's dating uh, people. Yeah, I think for a guy that's as uh, as handsome and rich as he is, it's sort of, so, I, it's kind of the best version of that, I guess. Yeah, uh, like, it's scummy, but it's not morally repugnant in some of the ways it maybe could be. He's not, yeah, he's not Seinfelding it, you know? He's not, yeah, come on now. Is he Steinfeld? He's not Seinfelding it. Right, but I, I swear you just said Steinfeld. No, I said Seinfeld. The, 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 let the record show. <laughs> I said Your Seinfeld. Honor. Your Honor. Yeah, I'll be, you'll be exonerated <laughs> in the record. Mm. 
Um, Jury, ignore that last uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. piece of evidence. It is irrelevant to the court. <laughs> so, Lawrence, yeah, you've got, you got, you got two out of the five. Um, and I assume Gio, Paul Giamani because he's in the yeah. Bordeaux. Um, that's another one and then I th- it's about it I don't know <clears throat> yeah I think the other two well we've we've mentioned American fiction we've got Jeffrey Wright uh, in uh, in uh, in American fiction then the other one that you're definitely not going to get is uh, Coleman Domingo in Rustin I mean imagine imagine if that was the first guess that would be oh, yeah, it's got to be out- Coleman Domingo's yeah <laughs> Yeah, finding finding out that Lawrence is yeah just a huge Domingo head, uh, a Domingoid, a Domingo. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds kind of racist, doesn't it? Yeah, let's let's move on from that swiftly. Mm. Um, I'll edit it all out. Don't worry about it. Nah, it's fine. Um, okay, we, we, I mean. Again, this sort of seems pretty much sewn up by by the Oppenheimer gang, um, doesn't it? I'd, I'd be surprised if this post brought Murphy... to you by the Oppenheimer gang. Yeah, <laughs> Oppenheimer gang, rise up! Yo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, I don't... Dropping bombs. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I was trying to think of like a like a, a ops Oppenheimer like new you know, bomb like... just dropped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black ops. Yeah. Black Oppenheimer? No. Black, mm, let's, now. let's walk that thought back. Let's put that back in his box. <laughs> Bloppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> but Black Oppenheimer. The Manhattan Project. I dropped bombs on yeah. Nagasaki. <laughs> no. The Manhattan Project sounds like it could be like a kind of 90s New York rap group. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, a digital underground kind of vibe to it for sure. Yeah. Um, do we reckon? I mean, do, do we think? Uh, do we think there's any major, major uh, snubs or flubs in this category for best actor? I mean, like I said, Killian Murphy's probably going to win it. But is there anyone that maybe should have got a nom that didn't? Um, mm. um, seeing as I haven't, I've, I've heard. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lawrence. I've only could, heard of three of them. Could you? Yeah, could you guess if there's any? Who? Who? Again, just based on vibes, who do you think oh, missed out? Well, Jeffrey Wright, because uh, you know. Well, he's nominated, so that he. <laughs> I'm talking yeah, about oh, people, oh, people sorry, that weren't I nominated. Meant, I thought you meant he wasn't going to win. I oh, mean, yeah, okay. he's not going to win, but uh, I'm talking about people that should have been nominated that that weren't. Uh. I mean, noticeably uh, absent is Adam Driver uh, for Oh yeah, Enzo Ferrari. Oh, oh, Jacob yeah. Elordi for Saltburn, or the Barrichello for for Saltburn. Come on, guys, get with it. I that, f- that movie has been all down, all over my timeline for months. Even after that film I came out, ages ago, not. people are still talking about that movie. Yeah, um, I jerking off in the buff. I mean, how can you not give someone an award? <laughs> Stealing my moves, it's- as I said. I think, yeah, I think, well, I, I, technically, the yeah, I guess the lead actor in that would be Barry Keown. He jer- uh, you know, when, 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 when Leo won his award when he ate a raw fish, people will say, Jacob Edorda, he jerked off in the bath. He really jacked it in the bath, yeah. He literally jerked off in the bath. Yeah, he was so committed that he actually blasted into the, into the bath water. 
it's a tough sacrifice to make as an actor. And apparently, yeah. So, apparently, yeah, so so that I might be wrong, but supposedly Saltburn was filmed on the same place they do the show. Um, was it Traitors? Is it called? Oh, is, is it? Show called? It's Paris, not. Uh, the Traitors be... is filmed in Scotland. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, was, uh, right. It's in England. So okay. I I had heard that that was supposedly yeah I mean they're both set in sort of big estate houses but yeah I'm going to unfollow that person for for spreading fake news yeah I mean if if there is any kind of like blocked report more proof needed that the Oscars don't really have any kind of worth it's the fact that Emerald Fennell's last film uh, Promising Young Woman was nominated for Best Picture when it came out if you can imagine. And I, b- I believe she won for Best Original Screenplay, didn't she? Um, a, tr- a truly dog shit decision. <laughs> I d- yeah, I mean, I've, I've still not watched it, but yeah, I mean, I, Saltburn was, uh, yeah, big, big old What's stinker. And also, oh, you know, when, when Titanic won Best Picture, um, I, and this is one of the things that history has vindicated on, it beat being the ultimate disaster movie. I mean, talk about on. snubs. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's I mean, like you know. what about um Paul Paul um Mescal and oh um, Paul Mescal yeah Mescal he you know what the fuck he's been in everything and yeah you know even and, my and boy. the other guy the uh, guy who was in Fleabag Andrew Scott Paul yes, Mescal is uh, apparently a prolific shagger uh, according to people I know in London. Yes, yeah, so I've seen. There's lots of people on Twitter talk about uh, encounters that they've had with him, uh, where he will. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's well, a, he's a kind of a, he's an hmm. East London cryptid. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I won't say what I was going to say just in case uh, any. Uh, not, it's not like an Andy Dick situation. Any members of no, no, it's definitely not. But no, just, yeah, just giving you know, giving people uh, cocaine and then they they kill someone and themselves. Yeah, well, also Andy Dick famously uh, will just sort of go out into the audience at, at his stand-up shows and uh, just sexually harass people. Um, so, yeah, there's that as well. Complicated guy, complicated guy, that Andy Dick. He embodies many playing, of the fundamental I... contradictions of our age. Yeah. He something is both shitty so and was... Yeah, something was... of a modern-day Loki. On, uh, on San Andreas, he's like, one of these uh, has a, one of his, on the um, talk radio. He's like a oh yeah, he's, he's like a gardening show. Yeah, is it, what is it? Is he like you know you're listening to Gay Guy FM or whatever? You know, no, like he's like this. he's. I don't remember. He's he's doing some sort of like uh, sort of gardening show. You know, and he's like you know yeah, all the innuendos, uphill gardening, etc. Kind of. etc. Et you know, yeah. I get yeah yeah or the, the the stuff that you you know the stuff that you expect in a, a GTA game everything everything is some veiled reference <laughs> just filth, to just yeah just filth yeah and the filth yeah a, b- a bunch of stoned Scottish people's uh, impressions of what America might be like yeah exactly yeah um what else we got here so yeah uh, best supporting actor. Uh, again, I think this is another one that, 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 yeah, the Oppenheimer, the Oppenheimer syndicate have got... Oh, uh, and one more. <laughs> the, Pedro the Pascal was never one. He's been snubbed. What do you... What do you <laughs> Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Damn it. What do you, sorry, what do you think Pedro Pascal should have been nominated for? I don't know. What movie's he been in? Surely he's been in something. He's been mainly been doing TV. He was in The Last of Us. Uh, wait, they can make an exception. They, it's... <laughs> 
he was yeah, I think he, he did The Last of Us and The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, like I said, he's mainly Australia's been doing Australia's and Eurovision, so fuck it. Let's go crazy. That's true, actually. They, sh- they should make that argument. They should, ju- they should let one TV show be nominated for Best Picture every year just because- and call it the, the Australia Rule. Yeah. The Australia they should, they rule. should nominate one film a year to go into Eurovision. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there's, yeah, you've got, like, yeah, like, whatever it is, like 20 countries uh, doing, you know, a bunch of three-minute pop songs, and then they just show, like... Yeah, they show the entire zone of interest. Yeah, they show all of the zone of interest. It's a British and English co-production. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I tell you guys, um, I I think I've I've spoken about this before, but uh, when I went to see Barbie in the summer when it came out, there was a a fight, or nearly a fight, in the screening was in. They had to to pause the screening while the staff and audience dealt with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that. Yeah, there's a guy that just wouldn't. Uh, one of those people that wouldn't stop talking, but uh, was very adamant he should be allowed to continue talking. Despite yeah, he wouldn't stop up. talking, and then every uh, everyone around him was telling him to shut up. And then he immediately shot back and called one of the women who shushed him a slut. Yeah, um, cool guy. And then yeah, Epic. they they stopped oh. the film, and he he got into a an altercation with yeah. the manager in front of the entire audience with the lights up, and he was like swinging a bottle of wine around Jesus Christ. Uh, and then everyone everyone started chanting get him out get him <laughs> out and he, he like turned he turned to the audience to like kind of chastise everyone it was really weird he, he like mm. he, he like whipped round at the front and faced everyone and was like you're all fucking tramps you're tramps the lot of you spoil spoil tramps sounds like sounds like Mark Goldbridge yeah, or I was I was gonna say it's sort of it, it's it's not far from like a sort of Tim Robinson type scenario where you know the guy <laughs> the guy that's clearly in the wrong tries to assert some kind of moral high ground in you know in front of everyone being like what what is wrong with all of you you're all too obsessed with your phones <laughs> these days you know yeah he also like when he when he was kind of like squaring up to the manager he he kept saying like. Mate, I don't get this. I literally work next door. And then okay. he tried to fight somebody, and it's like, right, okay, well, now we know where you can be found reliably most days. Yeah, why are, like, you, why are you crapping where you eat, bro? Like, what? Just come on. <laughs> Jesus. This is bad tactics. He was also a man clearly in his mid-40s wearing a big bucket hat. Well, yeah. In the, indoors. Well, I mean, he didn't you know, humble himself before God by taking his hat off. <laughs> as as the son of an old man that wears bucket hats all the time, you know, it's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But uh, but uh, yeah, I do take your point. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was of a type. Yeah, it's odd. It's odd to be that type of guy and going to see the Barbie film. Um, that's yeah, that's very strange. We're all just Barbie girls living in a Barbie world. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm saying. You can brush my hair, dress me anywhere. Yeah, imagination life is your. I mean that. Yeah, you yeah. got you got Ryan Gosling in this category as as Ken. Um, I don't think he's he's not going to. But is it enough? Is it enough? It's is it's, it really enough? It's unfortunately it's not going to be enough because uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing uh, David Strathairn uh, is is going to win. Um. That's a, I, I'm joking. I, he he seems to be Robert Downey Jr. seems to be doing a a an impression of uh, David Strathairn, and I, to the point where I was like, 
damn, they should have cast Strathern in this in this joint. Um, but yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna win uh, because you know this caps his redemption arc in Hollywood, so you know everyone can everyone can feel good about that. But yeah, it does mean unfortunately that uh, Mark Ruffalo won't win for poor things because he is uh, poor thing. Uh, but he, yeah, he, he's outstanding in that in that film. Just so funny. He he is fantastic. However, I don't think he deserves an Oscar for it. You know, he's he's I, doing a dodgy English accent and 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 going. Ooh. I think, but there's I don't know. There's something about the character that I just think is so uh, wonderful. His his arc from kind of yeah. You assume he's going to be kind weird Lothario. Yeah, you think he's going to be sort of the snake in Eden that sort of you know robs this this main character of her innocence and kind of sets her on a darker path. And then it's completely the opposite. He ends up kind of his life is just completely destroyed, just ruined by <laughs> yeah by her. It happens pretty much. It pretty much happens immediately. You know, it's not yeah. even drawn out. He's very that, quickly just completely lumbled. That yeah, that scene of him and uh, Remy Yusuf like fighting in the uh, like the the asylum that he ends up in is is so good. Like every th- every yeah. time Remy Yusuf tries to talk to him, and he's just like <laughs> at him. It's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and people there is, were, there is people a- were very upset about poor things kind of uh, scrubbing itself of the, the the Glasgow of itself. You know, it was uh, uh, obviously Alistair Gray being kind of like the prototypical kind of like Glaswegian author, and then every mm. reference to Scotland and Glasgow to completely removed from the first adaptation of one of his books. You know, yeah, I think kind of I, odd, but I I kind of like I I sort of. I, I suppose sort of you have to say fair play to to Yorgos Lanthimos in that like he was just like yeah. I don't know Scotland like it would I if yeah. I tried to make if I tried to make a film set in that world it wouldn't be I wouldn't know how it wouldn't be real um so instead the yeah so instead he sort of creates this other sort of more you know sets it sets yeah. it in in quote unquote London but obviously it's a it's a version of London that's much more fantastical and sort of a, you know very much yeah. a kind you of, also kind of don't, you don't really see very much of it either it's a, you you see kind mm. of like two buildings yeah from yeah, the inside you know <laughs> yeah is it yeah it's not really a it, it's it's not a it's not a london film in the same way that uh you know like, paddington uh yeah Gangster paddington number or, one. Oh, oh, i was gonna say green street yeah uh, yeah green street yeah anyway Best, uh, what else we got here? Best supporting actress. Now, yeah, we've said that sort of uh, Devine Joy Randolph is is basically going to win this as well. But we've got the the, the controversial nomination here is America Ferrara from Barbie. Um, yeah, she, I, I mean, look, she's not a bad actor or anything like that. But my God, does she not get given much to do in that film? She really doesn't. No, she has sort of the one speech. You know, and yeah, it's. Yeah, I, she she gets the most didactic piece of dialogue in the film, and then gets like a five minute sequence where she's driving an expensive car. Yeah, it's it sort of. She also tells you the audience about how important it is to uh, to own Barbies as a kid. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the most. Imp- I mean, yeah, that's the sort of key moral of the story is that uh, yes, you must keep buying. We did stuff. have some. We did find some uh, a couple of years ago. I don't know where they gone. Um... Okay. F- Sorry, fine. Yeah, what, what? 
find we I found there. some in 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 a, in a box. We found okay. Were they in my, in, in, okay. in, in, were they the yours house. from when you were a kid or? No, 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 of course they were. Because um, <laughs> that'd be gay. Sorry, and and, and that would be funny. Yeah, me. I just want to hear you say it. Yeah, yeah. Me, Ollie. I don't. You. I had a. Of course, I had. I had plenty. My. How I know how to how to have nice long hair. Obviously, I practice on the barbie. It is looking very, yeah, it's, uh, it's looking pretty luscious at the moment, your hair. Well, it looks very Sam yeah. Ryder-esque. It, what, Sam Ryder's yeah, is, well, you know. is sort of longer, isn't it? It sort of goes past his shoulders in, in that way. Lawrence is sort of... Uh, I'm, try- I'm not long enough still. still. I need to be like down here. You want it nipple, nipple length. Hmm. See, we, yeah. we're laughing about Sam Ryder, but at the same time, you know, we can all picture exactly what he looks like at the mere mention of it. Yeah. He's got a just he uh, he just blonde Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cultures every every sort of culture through every civilization since the dawn of man I, has told stories grow... of, uh, of of a Sam Ryder type man. You know, mm, even though it's very yeah. Viking, you know, very very Viking. I can't grow a beard. Yeah, I can't read. He's like a Jungian sort of archetype. Yeah, all of these sort of ancient cultures have different versions of what we know as dragons, mm. but they would have had no contact with each other you know to, to sort of spread that story so you know where, where do these things yeah. come from uh, they're called dinosaurs dinosaur fossils well you know that's your opinion but it's ancient aliens man he even he, you know he's clearly alluding it to oh yeah that's with, with... that's shit real it's it's the, the technical term is ancient astronaut as george suclos on the show says ancient astronaut. Ancient he doesn't astronaut. say astronaut. He says he says ancient astronaut. astronaut. Asian astronaut. Okay. okay. Be... A- ancient astronaut. We'll be looking that up later. Um speaking of uh whatever we were talking about, um best actress. So yeah, we've uh talked about Emma Stone and, and Lily Gladstone. You know who isn't nominated? Does anyone know? Um, um, Margot Robbie. There we go. Um, so, yes, there's sort of this big brouhaha about her not getting nominated, even though she wasn't ever going to win it. But uh, so, I mean, whatever. She's not nominated. She wasn't going to win it. Who cares? I care, damn it. Well, it was like, you know, all the, the kind of furore about Barbie supposedly not getting nominated for enough is is more kind of like it, it is nominated for lots of things. Yeah, you know, it, it categorically has been nominated for tons of stuff. You know, yeah, even just in the Oscars. You know, this this kind of stuff about people online sort of complaining that you know Greta Gerwig wasn't nominated, and you know she herself pointed out that like, yes, I was. I'm a producer on a film. It being nominated yeah. for best film involved her being nominated for that award. You know, it's it's real. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's was it a mistake to make this uh, product uh, try and do the work of a revolutionary text? We may never know. No. <laughs> I, I think it's very meta. I, I say no. I say know, we should keep trying. How else? How else does revolution occur if not from within? 
Mm. If you can see it, you can be it. Yeah. If you can buy it. Yeah. <laughs> just supply. Can... Like a far. Yeah. I mean, that, that was you it. Know, you know, it. I, I, I had a lot, of, a lot of fun while watching it, but, you know, I, I'm kind of dismayed how a kind of sort of leftist just completely sort of switched off all of their and capitalist kind of radar you know about it it's sort of like but it was all about dressing up and having fun yeah i think it 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 should in reality yeah it should it should sort of occupy the same space as like the lego movie did you know sort of like yeah you know better than people were expecting exactly yeah fundamentally it's tainted by its status as a product yeah a a a product a, a a sort of product ip based movie that ultimately was yeah. much better than it had any right to be uh but it's you know it's still a big giant corporate thing you know, you know like it, it's not yeah. it, it doesn't it, it doesn't stop being that just because it's clever and got good jokes yeah exactly you know Another it's, it's sort of uh, best it's, it's, supporting actress snub oh is is Dua, Dua Lipa. She never snub. Uh, yeah, Dua is the duo of Lipa. <sighs> Disgrace. Um, yeah, she has... Uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt, Joe. Do you mean... Yeah, so are you? which role of hers are you referring to? Are you referring to her in Barbie or in uh, Argyle? Because I know you loved uh, you loved Argyle. Both. <laughs> you're, a, both. you're a big... Uh, man, if they made a film about that guy, that'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was, it was his first time driving a limo. Yeah, uh, you know, and he he ultimately is the one that saves the day. You know, he he shows up right when it yeah. right when it matters most. But uh, Thomas the hour, Thomas the man, exactly. Um, but yeah, Lawrence, you love you love Matthew Vaughan and the the sort of gender politics of all of his films. You were saying before we started <laughs> recording. Uh, this is another one of your fantasies, fantasy conversations you had while in the toilet, like this Andrew Tate guy you made up. Just this what? No, your weirdo, your buddy, your this fantasy you're living in. You're, I mean, you create scenarios, fictional scenarios in your head. I mean, you're the one that's where I'm living rent free. You're the one that's still and on Twitter. And all you do is sit there on the toilet and you go, "Hey, Lawrence, remember that time when you said this really problematic <laughs> okay, thing?" Well, I, and, I, 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 and I'm like, "This is yeah. part of a series of Ollie's famous toilet discourses." Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like uh, like FDR's fireside chats. It's just me yes, sat on the toilet talking to the camera. Uh, <laughs> his, his sister aside monologues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Alan Bennett's talking heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talking talking turds with uh, with Ollie. Um, well, the the I, I suppose the accompanying program after. Alan Bennett's talking heads would be talking talking heads. Yeah, you you talking talking heads. Like my... talking head style. Yeah, that you know the fucking podcast. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, what were we talking about? I speaking of Argyle. I mean, which we weren't, but <laughs> Lawrence reminded me of. Um, I just think it's 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 very weird how like you know Matthew Vaughan was like uh, Guy Ritchie's producing partner for years and years, wasn't he? And then he he struck out on his own yeah. and made Layer Cake and Kick Ass and all that stuff. But they've they both have made like spy pictures with Henry Cavill in them, and they're both coming out around the same time. And as far as I can tell, they are indistinguishable. The only way I'm able to tell them apart is because 
our our mutual friend Laura uh, worked on one of them. I think she worked on the Richie one, which is like uh, what's that? That's like the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare or something. Like that's what that one's called. But yeah, like Argyle and that just seem uh, they're the same film to me. It's just it's Henry Cavill doing like a sort of uh, kind of blokey spy joint, and that's that. Lads films. Yeah. We need that film for you to put on, you know, middle Wednesday evening. <clears throat> fill, fill time. I mean, I, I think I've talked before about Fash FC, the, the John Fash new uh, reality show, and it's sort of sort of fascinating, you know, watching that on uh, on Bilal uh, Zaffer's stream and seeing seeing what TV was like in 2003, like especially because it was on Bravo, which was the that was like the lads channel and seeing like, you know, coming up later on Bravo. And it's just all these sort of all these shows where like a guy goes abroad to a foreign country to, for sort of like, you know, to, to basically show what it's like to be a sex tourist. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like, you know, he oh, some bloke called like, uh, blob, Blobbo, blob, Blobbo's, Blobbo's world tour, big Blobbo's, big Bobbo's, Bangkok Bonanza. Exactly, yeah, Blobbo's world tour, and it'd just be him going to like Bangkok and sort of making a bunch of two thousand and three style jokes about you know you can you can sort of connect those dots. Burn the cheeks, Gibbo and the lads. Exactly, yeah, the the guys, the lads that broke the news of the Queen's death, famously. (laughs) They won a Pulitzer for that, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, yeah. They they dedicated it to Julian Assange. Oddly enough, um, fellow fellow Australian. He's Australian. Isn't what he? happened? I thought he was. I can't remember. I thought. I believe he is Australian because I saw somebody edit the when he when he first got arrested at the um, the embassy in London, and there the, there was like news cameras outside showing him getting stuffed in the police van. Someone had just put the audio of the uh, the Australian uh, Chinese meal <laughs> guy over the top of it, so it's like <laughs> you assured me that I could speak. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent, a succulent Chinese, Chinese yeah, he's, meal? Uh, he's from Get Townsville, my penis. Ah, the Queensland. Calling. Very good. Calling your town Townsland, Townsville, sorry. Um, very cool and good. Yeah, there's, uh, I, I, I believe the comedian Jimmy Pardo uh, is, his his hometown is literally called Hometown in Chicago, <laughs> which is insane to call your town it's that. It's a real, like, one, two, three, fake street kind of thing. Yeah. It? Yeah, it's the, ve- speaking Maybe. of things that sound fake, I did see, uh, just going back to football for a second, I saw that, uh, Man City have signed uh, their they well uh, they've offered a new contract to Oscar Bob the fakest sounding man <laughs> just <laughs> it's like, the yeah, fakest sounding name of all time Oscar Bob career career mode career mode like it's like movie Bob fake name mm. yeah but if maybe maybe Boscombe should be called Come Town. Yeah, really kind of cash in on the popularity of uh, a podcast that ended like two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> That's how you get well, a lot I, of listeners first. I, you know, it, it's England, so people will pronounce that as Compton. Compton, which is maybe even better. Compton. 
Compton sounds quite quaint, I think. It's very close to Trumpton, which is also funny. Come to Cumtown. Yes. Cumpton. Come down to Compton. Compton upon cum. Yes. Compton upon ball. <laughs> um, best adapted screenplay. Uh, we've got... Uh, <laughs> We've got uh, American Fiction, uh, adapted from the novel Erasure by Percival Everett. Uh, Barbie, yes. uh, based on characters created by Ruth Anna. It's very funny to think of Barbie <laughs> as an adapted from the toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer, based on the, the book of Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> Poor Things, based on the, uh, the novel by Alistair Gray. And uh, Zone of Interest, based on the novel by Martin Emmis. Um, I think Barbie actually has a shot of winning that one. I don't know. I mean, I suppose because it's, it's you know, they, it's so far removed from the thing that it's being adapted from, you know, mm. or involves a kind of amount of intention that kind of deviates from that. But I suppose that's sort of like, if you're judging it on the criteria of like work put in to kind of make it something distinct from that, then, you know, probably going to yeah. count for some of it. Um, and yes, I uh, and I do, uh, and I think uh, is that the only one that, uh, uh, yeah, the only one in that category that uh, has a woman involved. So uh, yeah, where I don't, you know, best director I think is, I mean, that's going to be Nolan, isn't it? it? It's his, it's his time. It, I mean, the the way the Oscars work is that you know it, it's it's never nobody ever wins for the thing they're supposed to. They just win when it's their turn. And the Oscar voters get around to voting for so them. How come? How come Greta um, Gerwig wasn't in Best Director? Um, well, that's sort of what we were just talking about. I mean, it you know, it, it it's it's the Oscars, so you know the uh, I think the average Oscar voter, you know, member of the Academy that votes is like a you know like a seventy year old uh, white guy. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, there is, there is one. They have got one woman nominated there. We've got Justin Trier for Anatomy of a Fall was nominated for Best Director. So, you know, ladies, it's not all bad. You know, you 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 want you want you you're twenty percent. You know, in there. So, I, I went to a uh, I went to a screening recently um, of uh, American Fiction. It had a Q and A Q&A attached to it where, where Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K Brown were there. Uh, and the director, and the director's name is Cord Jefferson. Yeah. Um, and my friend, that is an object and a president's name. Um, yeah, that's it's a fantastic name. He's, I think, I believe he was a. Didn't he write for Gorka as well? Until yeah, yeah, he was, he was a journalist as a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah damn. R.I.P. Gorka. Yeah. Yeah. Gorka famously had that whole uh, whole column where one of their reporters would just stalk celebrities. <laughs> Wow. Like Gorka Stalker or something, which just kind of like live update the location of celebrities within Manhattan. Neat. Uh, very cool and normal. Yeah, yeah. Sort of a, <clears throat> I, in the, in the days does... before sort of Twitter and social media, that would have been quite interesting. Nowadays, there's a chock a block of people doing that for free on Instagram and, and Twitter. And... Yeah. 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 I mean, if you ever want to find out what Beyonce's up to, I mean, it, yeah, it, it takes literally like two seconds before the internet detectives of pop pop crave will you know, yeah. update you when 
pillars. It's uh, damage to the environment. Um, it's kind of the oh, hang on. <laughs> Sorry, Joe's sent something to the chat, and it's it's fucked me all. It's just fucked the whole thing up for me. Uh, oh, there we go. That's nice. It's it's a picture of an elephant at, at a pub. Uh, He's having a is, drink. I do, you, I, looking at the time the photo was taken, I mean, it's all in black and white. I really do not want to think about how that elephant has been treated up to that point in its life. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a nice picture. Yeah. And uh, also the bartender in the picture, uh, pretty easy on the eye too. Yeah, I mean, you know, she she's got a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a uh, kind of a Nigella vibe uh, to her, I think. You know, it's uh, yeah, that yeah. Her hair looks very well well looked after. Yeah, the uh, the elephant is sort of reaching up to the like the underside of the bar where the wine glasses are, as though he's like looking for that. You got oh, you got you got the peanuts up here. Are they up here? Uh, you know, it, it, that's that's just one of the things you can imagine that he's saying. Um, yeah, well, the, I mean, the peanuts are clearly on the back bar. You know, there's a whole rack of KP branded. Uh, yeah, have yeah. you seen that uh, that video of the elephant uh, like doing an impression of it? There's like a a guy with a hat, and he takes the guy's hat with his trunk and puts it on his head, and then he takes the hat off and puts it back on the guy's head. Like it's almost like he, <laughs> it's almost like he takes the the guy's hat off. And he's like, hey, look at me! Ooh, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> now you're all right. Like it's <laughs> nature's jesters. Elephants, elephants got bits. Oh. Elephants got bits, you know. Elephants, Gerald. I found a picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's got to be a joke, you know. Thing is, yeah, they when they get when they get hungover, they remember everything that happened. Ah, oh, no, <laughs> that's. And I mean, what happened? Oh, I know exactly what happened. I mean, we've been talking. I mean, we've been talking about best picture, but I mean, that photograph is that's my pick for best picture. It's the real best picture. It's yeah. the real best picture. <laughs> or the, I can't remember yeah. who did that. Who, originally, there was someone that did a tweet that said that the true best picture is the one of uh, all the ladies with the Pink Floyd albums painted on their backs. Oh yeah, because they have their bums out. Yeah, that's a good picture. This should be literally an award show for a best picture, like. I think just, they do. There's like the what is it called? Like the photography award or whatever. Like just, just any random, just funny, amusing picture. Just yeah, best picture. That was very Getty wholesome. Awards. I won the Getty. I won my first Getty. Um, I mean, what have we what have we got this year for the? Uh, not not to kind of jump ahead and stuff, but I'm particularly. I'm always interested in the best original song. Oh, um, I think again. That's another one that kind of is basically gonna. Yeah, that's gonna go to uh, what was I made for? I think, isn't it by by Billie Eilish? Yeah, that's, who, that's she's been sort of cleaning up at every other award show with that one. But we got yeah, we got that. Also, um, the, one of the one of the other nominees uh, for that category is a song from a, a net original film called American Symphony. Yeah, I. What the fuck is that? Not gonna happen. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You got you get you got two Barbies in there, and then uh, yeah, and then the yeah. There's a song that I'm I, I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce the title from Killers of the Flower Moon. In brackets, it just says a song for my people. Um, but yeah, I, I would be surprised if if either of the Barbie songs don't walk away with the uh, with the prize there. I mean, I, I'm just Ken. Is is a it's a wonderful 
sequence in that film. It's very well done. I was looking back at the some fire of the, inside the... about porridge. Mm. Like Quaker Oats, the fire, feed the fire inside. It's porridge. I was looking I back so. at previous uh, winners and nominees for this category, and uh, I realized that uh, the year that Ghostbusters came out, that song lost to Stevie Wonder's I Just to Say I Love You. So it's the wrong choice. <clears throat> the f- what the fuck movie was that from? <laughs> I don't know. I think, hang on. It's. Um... Because would that have been the same year that Purple Rain uh, won for Best Soundtrack? I think so, but it wasn't nominated for anything in the Best Original Song. Um, Which, again, is insane. Oh, the I Just Called to Say I Love You is from uh, The Woman in Red. Ah, uh, yes. But that's of a different course, song. Classic, classic film that we all know. Yeah. but la- Oh, Lady in Red is what I'm thinking of, isn't it? By Christopher. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Crystal Burr. Crystal Burr. Also, the, the, the year that Blazing Saddles came out, the, the title song from that was nominated, but it lost out to uh, an original song from the soundtrack to The Towering Inferno. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just a real, a real drop in the ball moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's what everybody thinks of when they think of The Towering Inferno, isn't it? It's, it's the music. It's, yeah. It's a song called We May Never Love Like This Again. Wow. I mean... And uh, they really never. didn't. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The, uh, me, and, I, uh, my, me and my friend Katie did a uh, pub quiz a while ago, and there was a, uh, a question about what song uh, won for best original song in 1994. And I knew it was one of the ones from Philadelphia, but I couldn't remember whether it was Streets of Philadelphia uh, or Neil Young's song, Philadelphia. Oh, and yeah. I, I remembered seeing footage from the ceremony of Neil Young performing Philadelphia. So I, in my head, I was like, I, I'm willing to, I'm going to put it all on Neil. Yeah, balls, uh, balls, on the bar, balls out of the bath. And I was, yeah. I was so sure about it that I, I staked my entire friendship on it. You oh, know, I'd no. say that I'd be willing to put this friendship on the line. And it was, in fact, Streets of Philadelphia by, by, by Bruce. Oh. Um, you know, which I think is the worst song out of the two. Hmm. It, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's not, it doesn't hit for me, you know. No, it's not a. I mean, it's it, it's not a great Springsteen uh, joint. It, it's yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I I was thinking if there was a if there was a category for like best uh, best music in a in the closing credits of a film category, uh, the the third Guardians of the Galaxy film uh, closes with the the three songs they have playing over the end credits. There are. I will dare by the replacements, like just bam straight away at the end of the film. That's that starts, and then you got Badlands by Bruce Springsteen, and uh, and then uh, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, and it's sort of like it, maybe it's a reward for sort of having to sit through such a long film because it is it's like t- two hours and forty minutes or something, and it's sort of like you know, uh, well by the end mm. of it, it makes worth seeing all that animal torture, uh, slightly more worth it, I guess. Also, do yourself a favor and uh, look up what Redbone's stage outfits were like. Uh, just impeccable stuff. Yeah, yeah, they went all out. Because um, they, they, they were, they were, they were famously a band made up of, uh, of kind of you know First Nations sort of descended people, and uh, they wore that kind of ancestry very, very proudly, but in a kind of distinctly kind of like seventies showbiz 
inflected yeah. way, which just makes for absolutely fantastic costumes. Yeah. Um, Lawrence, um, you got any guesses for any other categories? I mean, who who, who you got for best score? Um, best score. Um, best score. Uh, six 0 Arsenal against West Ham. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, that was a good score. <clears throat> possibly the five 0 against um against um. Oh God, now I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? The, the who did we score five against? Was it... Uh, Burnley, and Bur- also Burnley. Sheffield United. Three one against Liverpool. I think that was probably the best score. Yeah, one um, one nil against Man City. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, three was it three two against United because that was hilarious. I believe that was also three one. Was it? I thought it was three. I three mean, was, two was last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, three one. Um, yeah, but yeah, we've got. Uh, but in in the best original score category, we've got uh, American Fiction. Uh, Laura Cartman. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny uh, by John Williams. Uh, very funny to see. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny nominated for anything. Uh, for anything. Yeah. Um, is, I, did you see it? I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't know anyone that saw it apart from uh, our friend Mike, but uh, other than that, I don't know anybody that saw it. It's, nope. it's, it's wild. It's wild yeah. that they, it's crazy that they made another Indiana Jones film and nobody cared. But was it any good? We'll never know. Maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually not possible. It's the to uh, Marcus Tavernier of movies. Mm. We'll just never know if it's any good. We'll never find out. Um, and then we got yeah, Robbie Robertson uh, for Killers of the Flower Moon. That's a, a posthumous nomination. Um, Oppenheimer, Ludwig Göransson. I think everybody everybody assumes that's uh, what's his name. He's been tipped. Yes, everybody assumes that's a that's a Hans Zimmer thing because it's a Christopher Nolan film, but uh, actually it's Ludwig Göransson, who's uh, Childish Gambino's guy, right? He does all the beats for for Donald Glover when he when he decides he wants to rap. Man, have you uh, uh, either of you guys seen the uh, the Mister and Mrs. Smith show on uh, on Amazon that he's in? No, I don't watch any uh, any motion pictures. I, I haven't. <laughs> It's uh, I only steal frames, and I make my mind up. <clears throat> very, very weird uh, choice to remake that. Is it like just I, I don't know? Where, I'm, I'm, I've, how come Skrillex is never nominated for anything? Usually, he's always doing something weird and random. All of a sudden, oh, remember Skrillex? I don't think he has any films out this really? year. Does Skrillex have any films out? Does he? Does he? Do, I don't think he does films. Um, and then the other nominee mm. is uh, poor, Sk- poor, poor things uh, by Jerkin, uh, Jerkin Jerkinson, whatever his name is, the guy, <laughs> the guy with the stupid name, Jerkin For yeah, Henry Jerkinson or whatever his name is, which is a very um, good soundtrack. I mean, it, uh, but uh, you got to fix that name, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I, I. I ain't learning that name. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not reading all that. I ain't reading all that. I'm sorry. Or congratulations. Or yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry that happened to you. Or congratulations. <laughs> uh, so, in summation, what have we learned from this year's Oscars? 
Uh, movies are back. Movies are back in a big way. <laughs> they sort of went away for a bit. People got bored. Yeah, because of the strike. So realized yeah. the strike. They had to I stop love them. Hearing, I love hearing people munching in my ear and coughing and talking through movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big part of it. You just sort of yeah, having to deal with other people around you constantly. Um, unless you luck out I mean, and when get I went one to see of those the last Jedi. And you know, if you luck out, and get one I of those screens where there's just nobody else in there. I mean, that's oh, that's beautiful when that happens. Oh, it's, it's the best feeling and of the you're world. You're in a whole theater to yourself. You're in a whole theater to yourself, yeah. and then suddenly someone comes in and sits right next to you. Yeah, yeah, and, and also you know airline food. I mean, come on. <laughs> but uh, as I was going to say, it did, uh, when I went to see Last Jedi, guy next to me fell asleep. It's like, oh come man, on, why are you falling asleep? Anyway, I guess I guess that the, everybody everybody that said the film was too woke. Uh, not that guy. Yeah, that, he was sleeping. That guy, that yeah, guy he was... that. Not that guy. He wasn't certainly uh, very much. Okay, <laughs> he was. He was snoozing <laughs> right in my ear. <laughs> well, um, let's do some uh, cultural appropriation and uh, wrap up this this nightmare. Uh, it's time for cultural appropriation. Um. So yeah, here's here, you know we've talked about we've we've talked a little bit about films. Well, we've talked a lot about films and that, but we're going to talk about other stuff. Maybe uh, it, we're broadening it to recommendations to you, the listener, things you may enjoy, as decided by us, the ultimate arbiters of uh, culture and taste. Um, Lawrence, do you do you need me and Joe to stall for you while you, you think of you you go f- you. You guys go. F- you, our guest can go first, and then okay, and then, uh, it will give you time to think of some like kids shows. I've that got, you've I've got some. I just trying them. Yeah. How dare you? How dare, <laughs> sir? We have we have listeners with children now, so <laughs> I am justified. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know why they take recommendations from the the childless man, but okay. I, I don't. Well, hey, childless man is like a kind you know, of boogeyman. It's like it's like the the empty man or. Yeah, the 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 poo poo man. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Joe, um, please uh, go ahead and and uh, make some recommendations uh, for our listeners. Sure. Um, so I, I recently watched the documentary BS High, uh, which came out last year. Uh, I believe you can watch it on uh, Now TV, which uh-huh. they have presently. Um, but it's a, it's a documentary about a. Uh, football team, an American football team called uh, Bishop Sycamore Centurions, uh, who were kind of like supposedly the high school team for uh, Bishop Sycamore High School, uh, except it, there was no high school, essentially. The whole thing was a, was a bit con uh, by a guy named, named Roy Johnson, which is almost my dad's name. Um, but it was that he roped all of these um, kind of young, hopeful players in, kind of on the promise that he'd be able to kind of like, you know, provide the pipeline to get them to the NFL kind of thing, you know, but yeah, it was, uh, to colleges and yeah. But there was, there was no school aspect of it. It was sort of like, he'd, he'd kind of lied about it and he was sort of taking all these people for a ride and kind of like, you know, uh, <clears throat> just kind of, uh, you, you know, promising that the educational facilities were forthcoming, uh, and then kind of like pulling out of deals Wow. with places to use their facilities and all of this other stuff. And uh, it, it all got exposed because he, he kind of eventually managed to finagle his way in getting them a televised match on ESPN. 
Oh my god! Um, against IMG Academy, who are who, you know are a major uh, kind of high high school team. Yeah, it's such um, a weird thing in America like, with like yeah, like the like sort of school sports in America is such a an odd uh, yeah thing in terms there's of like the scale people that of it. Only like, watch school sports. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, the 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 guys podcast, uh, the the podcast about guys. They did a whole episode recently about college football guys, like guys that don't even necessarily follow the NFL. They're guys that sort of follow the college from the town that they live in and just are incredibly mad that, like, the the <laughs> the players uh, have mm. the nerve to ask to get paid and compensated for all of the time they spend yeah. playing and training. Um, but, yeah, it's... I, I, well, that's because, you know, they, they were obviously just, like, completely pulverised. The same, like they were, they were beaten mm. to the extent that it just completely made the the whole thing unravel and launched a bunch of investigations into what, yeah. what, what who they were, you know, basically. That's crazy. Um, and I, you know, the documentary ends up being quite a kind of interesting portrait of kind of American high school sports as this sort of um, mm. just horrid extractive industry that eats up and, and, and spits out the players, you know, who, who are. You yeah, know, despite being foundational it's, to the whole industry, they kind of end up being, you know, as someone in the documentary points out, you know, the least valued people within that industry. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so strange. I, I, in the in the most recent series of uh, of Queer Eye on Netflix, one of the episodes, um, they they go and help out a guy, a, a deaf guy who runs the football team and the, like the the sports program for. Uh, the, I think it's the Louisiana School for the Deaf. Um, and they have a they have a they have a, a football team there. I think it's it, it, this this college for for deaf kids, but it's it it's so they're so like underfunded. It's so threadbare. They've only got like fifteen players on the team. Um, but like as as part of the kind of you know kind of journey, they take them on over the week that those guys spend with them. Um, Karamo, the like the the counselor guy, takes them to the uh, like the Louisiana uh, like the Louisiana University football stadium. And again, this is a, a college football team, but the size of that yeah. fucking stadium—it's it's a sixty thousand seat stadium. It's fucking it's huge, and that's that's for a college foot. That's a university football team. Like that's insane. That it's like it's that big a deal, and there's that much pressure on those kids. And like you said, they just, mm. most of them, the majority of them, like literally 1% of them might make it as a professional athlete. Yeah. But the rest of them just get chewed yeah, up and a, spat a, out. It's, it's a whole industry that it just kind of like, it's, it's just sort of a machine for, as you say, chewing up and spitting out kind of like the, the, the time, health, and ambitions of, of you yeah. know, often, often quite enfranchised young black players who kind Absolutely, of want a pathway yeah. to success and want a pathway kind of going to college and kind of, you know, it's, but it's just kind of like horribly, horribly treats all of them. You know, I, I also recommend watching Who Reads uh, for that, the documentary from 1994. That's kind of like another yeah. really good look at that, that whole, whole sort of, you know, variable. Yeah. The, you know, it's a real like, kind of grim, grim look into the way that these educational institutions kind of like have all of these kind of systems in place to kind of like find people and then just as easily discard them and leave them in kind of like really horrible situations yeah because sort of people always sort of talk about the psychology of people that in america people that peaked in high school but it's like it's Mm. kind of no wonder that so many people like in those towns get really fucked up because 
there's so much pressure on them uh you know if they if they do do well for their sports team and they're also you know they you can't not get an inflated ego because you are treated like king shit you know like you're you're kind of you're suddenly given everything you could want at, at like a really young age and then the second that mm. you know it doesn't it doesn't all go if it doesn't all go to plan you know if you don't win the one big game at the end of the season or if you get an injury that fucks your knee up for slightly too long that's it so just all, like yeah like that's it the, the 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 one thing you were told you were supposed to do is just gone and then yeah like how is how could that not fucking damage you psychologically like that's that's crazy yeah uh, but yeah that documentary called, it's called bs tie mm. came out last year i believe at the moment. that's cool um lawrence has that given you enough time to <clears throat> recommend like yeah. barney the dinosaur or whatever you want to <laughs> yeah okay uh mary had a little lamp yeah well known no, go sorry. on <laughs> <laughs> And there's Speaking one about that. a dish running away with a spoon. I don't want to spoil the ending. <laughs> Tell uh, us about the lamb. Uh, okay. Well, and there's a bit where a cow jumps over the moon, but some people might not mm. comprehend. That's a bit of high, very complex, deep meaning there. Um, okay, seriously, folks. Sorry. Okay, we've had a lot of fun today. Uh, but we've seriously. had a lot of first Now it's time to get absolutely serious <laughs> for a minute, please. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Okay. Music okay. recommendations this week. Uh, you, you all know, um, I'm going to absolutely butcher this name, is uh, Labby Seafree. You know that guy? Anybody? What? His name, L-A-B-I-S-I-F-F-R-E. Labby Seafree. Don't know the name. Um, okay, well, he did an album called Crying, Laughing, Loving, and Lying. Uh, Crying, Laughing, Loving, Lying, yeah. 1972. It's, it's very good. Uh, he did the song It Must Be Love. So that's, uh, oh, that's uh, if you know the song. Later covered that, by Madness. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, it's, yeah. Um, I've listened to that. Um, documentary, because uh, I've been going through a lot of Metallica stuff lately. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, some kind of monster. Uh, I been watching that very. I believe I have really recommended enjoyed... that in the past, but uh, have you? But yeah, I'm oh. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think I, I I watched it. Must have been sometime yeah. last year. But uh, I mean, it, I, it is it is always worth watching because it's it's just. Uh, it's fantastic. It's sort of it's weirdly ahead of its time in kind of deconstructing sort of toxic masculinity in in that particular way, like the way that sort of you know, like James Hetfield and those, you know, him him sort of getting sober and having to come to terms with his and the band's reputation for sort of being these like you know crazy party animal guys and how they sort of treat each other interpersonally and sort of how that's not healthy. Like you know, it's, it's sort of pretty pretty ahead of its time for like whenever it was like 2001 they were when they were doing all of that stuff but then the ultimate punchline is that they go through all of that and end up releasing the the worst album of their career like just total dog shit it's quite funny in live shows (laughs) (laughs) there are there are literally people on youtube who obviously people on youtube who who are saying that it's a flawed masterpiece but (sighs) I mean, I know there's but, uh, there's people that have sort of remixed it, and you know they've 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 changed yeah. the like that terrible drum sound. Um, I just 
I just hate the fact that it's not in standard tuning. I hate it. It's like yeah, well, so much sticks. music is not in standard tuning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they're a heavy metal band. I mean, yeah. most metal bands don't play in yeah. standard tuning. I just don't... I, yeah. a lot, a lot, I know because a lot of the bands at the time were playing in that tuning, but I just, you know, Meta- Metallica are known for playing in... For me, anyway. Well, it doesn't matter. But, um, and... Final recommendation I've been watching. It makes um, you, it makes you, mad. sorry, Lawrence, it, but it, it makes you madly in anger with them, is, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> saying, I, yeah, I, ne- I never get respect. You know, no. <laughs> push it out. Uh, no respect, and, uh, respect at all. But the, the third, third thing I've been watching is uh, Monk. And probably I don't know how you guys uh, ever feel about. Mike, I, the show I saw Monk that Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub he was nominated for a SAG award, wasn't he? For uh, they, I think they they did like a TV movie of like Monk's Last yeah, Case or on whatever. Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. But I'm not recommending the Netflix. As I'm, I haven't seen it, but I'm just recommending the show in general because it's probably one of my favorite shows I like to watch. And I've been going through my DVDs. I've got. Mm. I haven't got all of them yet, but I've got like four, four to seven. What's uh? Um, so, what's monks? That he's a he's a is he a, is he an actual detective or is he just a guy? He's a private detective, right? But he's got OCD. He was a, you know, former. Yeah, it's kind of a you know, dark comedy, uh, crime, hmm. show, basically. I believe that and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, the, uh, Tom Sharpling uh, wrote on on the show for for a period. The uh, host of uh, the the legendary best show and uh, Double Threat podcasts um i'm pretty sure he was a writer on monk for for a while so yeah good stuff right um so yeah those are my recommendations okay good so that's yeah that's that's pretty much all for all for grown-ups well done um i'll uh I recommend wow. uh, I'll, I'll I'll recommend uh, some music. Uh, Idols have a new album out. Uh, Tang Tang, um, T A N G K. Um, I, uh, I I I quite like their new record. I, I like kind of how they're evolving their sound. They're working with uh, Kenny Beats uh, is one of the producers on this new album. He's sort of primarily known as like a hip hop guy. Uh, works with people like Vince Staples and JPEG Mafia. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they're sort of branching out. They're using some some beeps and boops, and there's lots of piano on this album. They're sort of you know you can't, I guess you can't keep up kind of the level of kind of rage they were operating at forever. Um, so uh, yeah, t- that's that's a that's a, a nice record. And uh, there's a bunch of Prince related stuff on the iPlayer because there was like a Prince night on BBC Four uh, last week. Yes. Um, so there's yeah there's a, a concert film from the uh, Purple Rain tour where uh, they they play the whole album in sequence which is uh, which is fantastic. Um really Prince really milks the final track. I mean he keeps he plays the intro for a good I want to say 6 7 minutes before he actually starts singing it. Um but it's it's a fantastic show. Uh and then there's also there's a documentary in there that's uh it's pretty good it, it, it it's only an hour long so it kind of you know they can't kind of get real deep into anything but it, it yeah it was made it was made a few years before prince died so it, it's pretty old at this point uh but that's it's called uh purple rain rain as in r e i g n um narrated by trevor nelson I don't get it. <laughs> it's, 
I, it's because he's called Prince, uh, I think. Oh, um, right. Okay. I think. Uh, but yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty good. They, they sort of obviously, obviously, nobody ever gets to interview Prince, but they talked to they talked to quite a few people, sort of, uh, you know, around the Prince universe. A um, couple of members of the Revolution and uh, some members of the uh, of the Time uh, people that managed his uh, like Paisley Park uh, record label and stuff like that. So you you get a, a pretty decent insight uh, into him. But like I said, it is kind of it, it's only an hour long, and there's just so much to kind of uh kind of unpack when it comes to prints so that there's there's sort of you know it could easily be twice that length and there's still not be enough time to kind of go into everything but it's it's good for what it is and then the, they they cap that off with uh the film purple rain uh which is <laughs> i i think it's, it's fair to say a a, a, yes a, a a deeply flawed about grimace <laughs> A deeply flawed motion picture with uh, with a fantastic soundtrack. I think is uh, there was, I I but I do think uh, Morris Day uh, as the you know the the lead singer of the time and like Prince's direct rival in that film uh, is legitimately very funny. Um, it's uh, but yeah the rest of that the rest of the sort of non musical segments in that film are just kind of a mess. Like it's it's you know it's so. I don't know, man. It like it, it's just sort of weirdly, uh, kind of self-indulgent, and so there's all this stuff about like Prince's parents. Like he still, like he, like he dresses uh, like Prince, like Prince dresses and drives a motorcycle around, uh, and can afford like all of these guitars and pianos and stuff. But he still just lives at home with his parents and his motorbike. Uh, yeah, yeah. He drives his, his yeah big purple motorbike around. Um, but he still lives with his parents and like they're in like a, uh, abusive relationship. Like his, you know, his dad is like, you know, always smacking his mom around. So you, you get all these sort of weird, like kind of fun moments at the club where like, you know, the Prince of the Revolution are playing Let's Go Crazy. And then he drives home on his motorcycle and his dad's beating his mom up. And it's just sort of like, what, what is this film? Um, yeah. He's, he's kind of at once the most sort of alluring, you know, and capable adult that it is possible to imagine. And then it's, it's cut with scenes of him being like, mom, dad, no. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, there's like, there's a scene where like, yeah, the scene where like he, he brings Apollonia back to his, his parents' house and like, rather than bring her inside, like that for some reason, they stood outside, like the living room window, watching his parents getting drunk <laughs> and making out on the couch. And it's like, did you like from Apollonia's point of view? She must just be like, "Did you just bring me here to watch your parents have sex? Like, what? What the fuck is this? Like, it's yeah, very very strange." But uh, but for every one of those scenes, like you watch it for you know like three or four minutes, and then you know a song comes on, you know like whether it's uh, whether it's Jungle Love or uh, Take Me With You or something, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I like this one. This is a good one." Um, and you just forget about all that other stuff. It's just like a you know. A bunch of music videos sort of intercut with kind of like a sort of weird high school play. <laughs> well, it's no graffiti bridge. No, I mean, but what is ultimately? <laughs> um, <laughs> graffiti bridge. I, graffiti bridge. I've still never seen. Under the cherry moon. Uh, I've, 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 I've seen. I mean, that that features Jerome. It has its who's, yeah, it, uh, yeah. Again, kind of. I think it gets away with a lot because it's Prince and uh, Jerome from uh, Purple Rain uh, comes back. 
This time he's Prince's sidekick, not Morris Day's. When are we going to get that solo Jerome flick, you know? Like, I feel like now's the time. Well, you know, the, the public spoke. They wanted Jerome. Yeah. We could, I mean, the, the way everything is now, it'd have, to be, it'd have to be an origin story. So it'd be like, you know, it'd be a prequel to, like, how he maybe first moved to Minneapolis and became friends with Morris Yeah, yeah, Morris he, Day. he'd only get his trademark mirror at the end, in the final scene. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He'd be working. He'd, he'd get a job in like his, his uncle's mirror shop or something. And like the, the whole film <laughs> yeah, would be yeah, like, yeah. now someday, Jerome, you're going to get a mirror of your own. And, you know, like, and then, yeah, he'd get it right. He'd get given it right at the end. <laughs> this thing writes itself. Okay. Um, if you've been affected by any of the issues discussed in this episode of Junior Funners, uh, don't hesitate to get in touch. We're at juniorfunners at gmail.com. Um, do not contact us on social media. It's too complicated now. Uh, <laughs> just just send us an email if you must, but uh, we're, we're not doing all that. Um, Joe, do you have anything to plug or do, do you want to tell people where to find you or do you want to be left alone like like we do? Uh, just don't find me, you know? Yeah. You're on, uh, you're, on, you're on the letterbox. I mean, we've been talking about films if people want to see yeah, your, your I, thoughts. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I'm Pink Turns Puke pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, Instagram, Blue Sky, Letterbox, everything, all that stuff. Uh, I don't really have anything specific to promote. Uh, nope. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, Lawrence, did you have any final words? Bye. <laughs>